Welcome to the 21st edition of the Fallout Roundtable. It's the third episode of season three. We're the show that compares and contrasts Fallout experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing through the same quests with characters who have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone. I'm Ray. Thanks, Ray, for that nice intro. Uh, Ray is our play-along um, c- uh, participant for this batch of quests. And I am Andrew, and uh, Pat and I are, are your normal there uh, roundtable host. Hi, hi, Pat. Normal. How's it going? That's, 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 that's a completely inappropriate word to be using. Nor- yeah, actually. No, not even close. <laughs> usual. The usual. Yeah, normal normal here. And that makes me the abnormal guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pat, how are we this evening? Doing okay. Good great, to talk great. to you guys. You uh, on the road this week? Uh, Kansas City tonight. Mm, nice. Get some get some vegan barbecue. <laughs> I haven't looked. I had a veggie burger. <laughs> Atta boy. Uh, Ray, how are you this evening, sir? I'm doing great. Wonderful. Glad to hear from you. And Denny, how is Dennis this evening? All right, how you guys doing? Wonderful, Denny. Glad for you to hop on in. Yeah, so we just uh, got the show going here, and we're about to do just a brief character introduction from each person, and then we're going to roll right into our quest, because we've got a lot of stuff to get through this evening. Uh, the plan is uh, we've got two quests that we're planning on getting through. Uh, this will be the Nuka World portion of the second batch of quests. We'll be going through Open Season for all those people who are anti-Raider. And then we'll also cover the quest and ambitious plan for all those people who are pro raiders. So uh, let's go ahead and first of all, let's talk to Dennis for a second. You had some major drama going on with your Xbox recently. Could you uh, expand a little bit? I think we just lost Dennis. Oh no, Dennis hopped off. Um, anyway, Dennis was having some some extreme problems with his Xbox there. So, uh, but if you recall. He was not able to load Tales from the Commonwealth previously, but then his Xbox had some weird super crash or something. I don't know. Did he have to reformat the whole thing? I couldn't understand he if he did, just had yeah, to. Yeah, it sounded like he did. It sounded like he had to like you know do, do like uh, you know out of the, whatever you call it. He basically out of the box reboot of his, wow. uh, of his Xbox. So but that's, that's terrible. There's some. There's an upside. Yeah, he got he got he tails, to got tails to load. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's super super great. So th- that brings up the question, why the F would it not load previously? Th- like, I just don't understand. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know anything about the hardware. I don't know if it's something like, you know, did he have like space issues? But like, like sometimes you'll like, it, and it's not super common, but it's not unheard of on a PC to have like, like a file, like sort of like you it's deleted but like it, it won't give up its space because you know, tails is a pretty big mod right so and then we know dennis has done a lot of mods so maybe he had some mod that really that, that he deleted but like it didn't give it space up or something I, I don't you know who knows i mean it's it's a closed architecture right so how, you know without like sort of insider access xbox you gotta know With pc you could probably figure it out eventually but what are you gonna do with an Xbox? I, mean, I, th- I think he did the, the thing you have to do. You just eventually have to you know, have to uh, you just have to uh, you know, get, get it rebooted, rebuilt, whatever. And you know. I, I've never had to do that myself, but I mean, I, I you know, periodically hear people having to do that with Xboxes. That's so weird. I don't approve of that. Ray, aren't you glad you don't have to deal with that crap? Absolutely. <laughs> 
Oh man, hey, I have to deal with that crap. So watch your watch yourself, uh, guys. Before we get into any uh, major questing, this thing, I had a quick message from Keith who wanted to check in. He has some uh, an announcement about uh, recruiting some more people. We know we have a ton of people on Xbox One out there. We also have an Xbox One ASA podcasting group put together. So uh, Keith put a little message here for us. So let's go ahead and check in with Keith real quick. Hi, y'all. This is Keith from the Facebook group. How y'all doing? Now, this morning when I was doing my morning chores, I had to go to feed my chickens, my cows, my pigs, my horses, my goats, my sheep. I got all kinds of silly animals I feed every morning. But anyway, I had something on my mind. And what I have in my mind, I'm getting ready to tell you. Now, we have an Xbox One club called ASIA Podcasting. Now, what it is, is you get on there and you go on the top left menu of your, of your game, your Xbox One, and search clubs and type in ASA Podcasting. A-S-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G. And what the club does is you can post all kinds of screenshots and pictures. I reckon Mike will be okay with it since we have old good old Jeremy's ASA Game Talk show. If you're not listening to that, check it out. It's pretty good, too. But, hey, Betsy, get off that cow. No, get off the cow. Okay, sorry, folks. Check us out, please. Uh, you know, it would be good to have us a bunch of people on there posting screenshots of, you know, maybe post screenshots of Ebony Warren. They got that guy down and stuff. But, um, Betsy, get off the cow. No, you can't get on the pig either. Yes, I know. On Minecraft, you can put a sow on a pig, but a sow is made for a horse. Okay, sorry, y'all. But anyway, check us out, ASA Podcasting. You know, get in there, request an invitation, and somebody will send you, you know, um, get your invitation, and you can be up and running today, uh, posting some screenshots and, you know, video clips. But thanks a lot. Sayonara. All right, y'all. This is Keith. Sorry to be so silly, but... I'm just trying to get some folks on the group. I think the club we have, ASA Podcasting, just go on the main menu, search it out, and send an invitation, and someone will accept it. And um, you can be up and running today. Hope y'all having a good day, and we'll holler at you later. Peace. All right. Thanks, Keith. That's really awesome. Uh, so we're just trying to draw a little attention to the uh, the Xbox One group over there. Thanks, Keith, for checking in. Uh, so, guys, let's go ahead and uh, jump into our quest for this evening. Um, let me check his. Oh, hey, Andrew, quick, quick oh, note sorry, about yeah. the club. Um, if, if people who want to join, if you if you're on the Facebook group uh, or or Twitter, either one, and want to join, mm-hmm. uh, post something uh, on the Facebook group or or, or uh, at the Fallout feed, and because uh, I, I have yeah. not figured out a way to to set up a notification when people want to join. Oh. So if I don't actually like you know happen to check, I, I'm not I've not figured out a way to do. It. I mean. I can, can approve i'd actually just approved one i nice. can do it from anywhere but i but, I, but i'm not getting notifications so that's uh, so if anybody's been waiting a while apologies for that but but you know ping us on the facebook group or on twitter and uh uh you know, we'll we'll uh be, be glad to approve you it's you know, not not a super active club but uh there's definitely something like like he said you can uh, post screen caps there's a little bit of chat you can let us know what you're doing we can see your achievements yeah. that sort of stuff i always thought it'd be fun to just talk to someone you know, I'm sitting there wasting time playing Fallout, just running around, being like, "Oh yeah, what are you doing, Pat? What? Oh, oh yeah, killing the Brotherhood of Steel again? All right, Yay. sounds like a good idea. Yay. I'll join you, brother." But uh, yeah. So uh, I evidently mean, uh, can do like live yeah, chat Dennis, and stuff. So Dennis, 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 sorry, uh, Dennis said he lost power, so I guess that's what uh, kicked him out. So oh no. Yeah. 
Well, we've been having you shitty storms the last like week here. We're we're under like foot and a half of rain over here in Indiana. It's ridiculous. He's probably getting the the front end of those storms that we we sent his way. I so think so. Good, yeah, it's supposed luck. to be a nasty day in the Philly area tomorrow. Good luck with that, guys. As we record that. Yeah. Lacey probably won't get tornadoes. Usually, not don't usually. <laughs> not usually. Right on. Um, great. So uh, join up on that Xbox One group. So let's get into um, and it, let's go ahead and start with an ambitious plan, you guys. Uh, Ray and Pat, let's go ahead and discuss a little bit about uh, Nuka World um, and our characters. Let's let's do a little character introduction. Let's uh, discuss our first uh, impressions of Nuka World as you step out and the doors open, like what you see and like your first impressions of Nuka World, the whole and. Whole uh, feel of the place in general, in comparison to other worlds in the uh, the Fallout Four game. You know what I mean. So, yeah. uh, Pat, what's uh, let's check in with your character. What was your name and your your uh, assignments, real quick? Yeah, you don't so, have to go through um, everything, but just you know, sort of a basic. Yeah, entry. so actually, and I I don't think I I don't think we got to code because our schedule's been so messed up, and I missed a couple. Of sh- I don't think I I sort of explained sort of where I started with my character. Okay, great. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, so um. So, you know, so I rolled a female, uh, and uh, yeah, I did go through her, her attributes and everything, so I won't repeat all those. But my initial thing was, uh, you know, because I did Kingsport Lighthouse, and I was actually initially going to do this concept where um, I was going to play a ghoul character, because there are some mods that let you play as a ghoul, and uh, play her as the lighthouse, the actual lighthouse keeper of Kingsport Lighthouse, who somehow, like, got ghoulified and was going back to, to take over our old job. But then that what happened awesome. is I was actually playing around with the ghoul. The I, I forget the name of the ghoul mod. I, I, it worked. I mean, I could play as a ghoul, but a couple things. One is that you couldn't use power armor. I guess maybe it had something to do with the, you know, the ghoul. The skin or yeah, something. Yeah, the, yeah, whatever, the ghoul skin or texture or whatever the hell yeah. it's called when it's you know uh and, and so i realized that that was going to be a problem because there, there are definitely times when i when i pop into power armor like usually like going to the glowing sea i mean you can put on a rad suit but yeah but uh, it sucks unless you have ballistic weave on it which you yeah, can't exactly, really do right, unless right. you that, have a mod I, I, anyway that, yeah. that's right yeah so I, I used to use power armor for that every now and then i use power armor for like a particularly tough fight or or, or sometimes i'll use it if i want to carry a lot of junk because you could carry a whole mm-hmm. lot of shit in power armor yeah um and, and, and I was also noticing that the mod, I was about probably 10 levels in or so, and the mod was giving me hell with frame rates. I was like, no, nah, I just don't, I, I just didn't think it was going to be stable enough to get through an entire, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 level playthrough. So, um, so I actually restarted Elsa Manchester after uh, uh, Elsa Lanchester, the, the, the actress who played uh, the Bride of Frankenstein. I thought that would be kind of fun for a ghoul character. And then when I went to non-ghoul, I just stuck with the same name. So Elsa is my character. Um, and uh, and I, I use the one of the alternate start mods, and so the conceit is she's uh, you know the alternate starts like everybody knows that you typically uh, you play as a synth, and and that's that's the conceit that you're a synth, and sometimes you can have you know implanted memories, or you can just be a, a synth or whatever. And I'm sort of playing her like a rogue synth, somewhat like uh, the, the the synth that you go pick up in uh, uh, Libertalia, where you where the, the synth just kind of sort of has this sort of like, you know, a fugue state where he's, you know, thinks he's a pirate or he thinks he's a raider or whatever. And, and, and so I'm playing her as, <laughs> as just kind of a little bit, just a little bit sort of not all there and, and a little bit random. So in that way, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, sometimes I'll be sarcastic with my answer. Sometimes I'll be helpful. Sometimes I'll do the bitchy answer, you know, different, just yeah. different things. Um, 
according to uh, you know, sort of you know, what the mood strikes me or what, or what might be particularly funny for a particular conversation. So, um, so uh, and, and like, and, and I'm also, and in some cases, I'm just being kind of like outright murdery. Like, you know, I just you know, like I, uh, I forget what was it, what faction. There was no, it wasn't a fact. There was some, there was some settlement where I basically just like walked in and murdered everybody just because I felt like it, you know. And I figured, okay, she's going to be kind of random. So, and part of that was knowing I had to sort of work towards being a raider character, which you know, I don't typically. You know, I, I didn't do that last time. I did Duke of World. So, well, all that's kind of a long way of saying that I'm, I'm playing her just sort of a little bit randomly. Her her role play is that she's kind of not all there, you know, and and, yeah. and it's kind of unpredictable. Do you so, ever play evil characters? Um, oh yeah, so um, you know, so like a thought. So in, in um, three and New Vegas, there's a specific explicit karma system, you know, where you're good, neutral, or evil. And you know, I, I typically like in, in in both Fallout Three and New Vegas. You know, each of those, like I did at least one playthrough. Like in in, in New Vegas, to me at least, like the quote unquote evil character user. And you like, you know, you, 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 you do a lot of the season, you know, a lot of the Legion quests are you know, pretty nasty. Um, or, you know, and, and I think it's debatable, right? Is, is it evil to be a drug runner you know, or whatever? That, that's, that's a debatable thing. But um, so in New Vegas, although, although the fundamentally, though, I think you have the same problem. It's worse than Fallout 4, but, you know, it's hard to advance the storyline without being you know, kind of quote unquote helpful, right? You know, what you, like all the all the all the radiant quests, you're, there's some version of being helpful. Now, in one case, maybe for the institute, helpful means like you're you're, you're imprisoning <laughs> sense and doing nasty shit. You're but, slaughtering living things. Yeah, but the other three factions, like quote unquote, being being helpful is you're you're, you're basically good, right? So it's hard it's hard to not be good to a degree. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, in terms of like a role play or whatever, I will role play like your know, quote unquote evil, although it's, mm-hmm. it's harder to do just because there's, you know, a lot of the stuff is sort of fundamentally nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. That's been a big challenge for me because my character is a, a bad guy. Yeah. Well, like, like an example. So, like in, okay, so in Fallout 4, you've got Sheffield who wants a Nuka Cola, right? Now in Fallout, three uh a character um who wants water and and you can that, that's actually a way like if you need to get your karma up you can just like give him water and, and that that gets your karma up but you can also like you know, you can also you know sort of you know not give him water and there's different things you can do i forget forget if there's a way to get bad karma from him specifically but there are a few things like that that you there are things you can do to get specifically good karma things you can do to get specifically bad karma um and, and, and so it's, you know, it, the game kind of acknowledges, yep, you are being evil. Yeah, I never really thought about it that way. Um, yeah. They didn't, I, I, they didn't write so, a faction, a raider faction into the, the base game, so there's not really a play evil all the way through the game yeah, and still save yeah. your kid. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that, that's the thing with this, I, I, I'm... I'm doing main storyline stuff in this just because it's a, you know, there's so many main story quests that give you good experience. Right. So I'm, I'm yeah. using it to level up and like, yeah. um, you know, I freed Nick cause I wanted to kill Kellogg. Cause I wanted to get Kellogg's gun and stuff, you know, there's yeah, stuff I, that I'm doing, but I'm not really focusing on the main quest. Yeah. No, me either. I, I'm just checking in with it periodically. I, I actually just did that today. I got Kellogg's gun today and I was, um, 
checking it out. It's got a neat legendary effect. I don't know that I've ever used it, but it's got the uh, progressively more damage. No, which no, one? Uh, which which refills one? your uh, action points. Refills your action points with a critical hit, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I I would find that useful. Okay. Yeah, you, also, yeah. you also need one that refills your crit meter faster. Is there one of those legendary uh, effects or something? Deliverer uses less AP, so it kind of has a similar. It does a different mechanic, but similarly, it like lets you get a percentage you know, yeah. It's a shitload yeah. of shots off yeah. with, with with its low AP cost. Nice. Yeah, I think there's a luck um, a luck legendary for guns that uh, that fills your critical meter faster. Nice. What's the uh, the? Do you recall what the tag? Is it just lucky rifle or whatever? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, neither can I. We're good at this, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Pat, you were getting into your character. Uh, did you go yeah. over? You you like introduce your character and stuff, though. You went over your yeah. Well, I did, I did all of her stats right? and everything. Yeah, I didn't okay. really sort of talk about the, the ghoul, the failed ghoul. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I talked about that. That'd be fun to play as the ghoul. That, that's too. Yeah, boring. it was. Uh, it, it was. It was fun, but it we. And it's something that I, I may come back to it on PC, you know, just because you have more control over the mods on PC, and yeah. you know, there's 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 more you can do to, uh, you know, to, to fine tune your load order and stuff. So, um, so I, I I may come back to it. Although although in all seriousness, it was a little gross looking at her. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, because you you have to look at your character a lot, like during dialogue and stuff like that. And it's like, and and sometimes you get a real close up. And it's like, ew, mm. you know, that that's. Yeah, like looking at uh, looking at uh, Hancock, you know, every now and then, or some of the other ghoul characters. But but like looking at this ghoul face because there it did not give a lot of character skins. There was only like two or three you could do, and 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 yeah. the one I happened to pick was was pretty freaking ugly, and it was a little bit gross. <laughs> so in that regard, I don't mind not looking at her all that much. You're, you're offending <laughs> all of our ghoul listeners out there, Pat. Please, <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, you know, <laughs> refrain I mean, from that, that, like, out. Absence of a nose is just kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, that's why Max's face is always covered because I get, it gave him every burn and scar in the game. And oh, nice. Got tired of looking at him. I never play <laughs> with the face thing anymore. I always just pick one of the presets and I don't care and I roll I, that's what I used to do I, I sometimes I'll um like add or take away a scar or something like that yeah. but yeah it's same for me I I I, I I I just pick a preset and then maybe do a little bit of minor fiddling and don't worry about it anymore yeah I, mean, I looked up the legendary go ahead, it, go ahead Ray sorry the uh the legendary effect is lucky yeah I was doing the same yeah. I just looked it up yeah Nice. Yeah, critical shots do double damage, and the critical meter fills fifteen percent faster. Nice. Oh, righteous one. authority has the lucky. Oh wow! The one you get from dance. Yeah, I, I, and I hardly ever, uh, I hardly ever take that because I usually, I, I often don't. It's gonna be such a dick. Um, but uh, hey, uh, Pat, sorry, can you say that real quick? Say that again. Dance is dance is such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, luck, lucky. And I, I, it was funny. I actually have two, uh, you know, there's the instigating effect that, um, uh, old faithful has that you buy from Arturo in diamond city. And I like that. I like that laser. Cause I, that's, um, I, I've really, I've really come to appreciate gunslinger with this character. And, and, and actually that was the, that was the best find out of my stupid diplomat from round table two was he had the gunslinger perk. And, and I actually have really come to love it a lot. And explain gunslinger. 
so gunslinger is non-automatic pistols uh, so so it affects so it helps deliver it helps kellogg's gun it helps um it, now remember for laser weapons you can make you can go back and forth between pistol and rifle with I was, the same gun i was going to say do they count laser pistols and as yes, a they pistol? do. that's oh, right wow. so gunslinger yes. is any non-automatic pistol including the laser so if you put um if you put the folk i forget the exact name but it's basically a focusing uh, uh a focusing um uh, uh, not a barrel, but you know the the, the yeah. focusing lens or whatever on the laser. You get just amazing because um, th- gunslinger as, the, as you move up through the gunslinger ranks, you get more and more distance on your shots. Yeah, and if you put the focusing barrel on the laser, you get it's amazing range. I mean, it's 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 better than most rifles, most you know ballistic type rifles. Um, so the range you can get on is just incredible. Um, so I use that. That's so that's my long range weapon, and it's really good at sniping because that that instigating effect is the one that does double damage if the target's at full hit oh, points. I so thought, it's really really good for sniping. I thought that it would have made attack other things around it. What does that affect? Enraging. That or is uh, fury. Enraging. Yeah, yeah. That's enraging. Yeah. F- fury and Skyrim. In- instigating. <laughs> in, yeah, instigating in a sense like you're starting something, right? So you're going to yeah. walk into somebody who's at full health and you plug them with a. With that, and then what's funny? I happen to get an instigating institute rifle as well, and and I, I modded it down to pistol, and uh, and it it's not as good as the rifle as the laser, yeah. but it has a much larger clip. So sometimes I use it if I need to if I need to be firing off a, a fast rate of, of fire. I wish I could take a, a shotgun and put a, a a pistol stock, you know, a pistol handle on it. And... Oh, shot, yeah. There needs to be a shotgun pistol, Pat. Yeah, because yeah, the, well, the default shotgun without a stock almost, you know, it, it's like a, uh, it uh, really has almost like a quasi-pistol grip. But yeah, I think it's it, it almost does. Rifle. It kind of looks like it, but they wouldn't count yeah. that. Um, I'm surprised it, shotguns count under the rifleman perk. Rifle, is it, <laughs> I always say it like it's a uh, it's a name. You know, right, Mister Rifleman. <laughs> Be my yeah. boss, Mister uh, Rifleman. Mister Rifleman. Uh, yeah, but I just picked up my fifth Perkin Rifleman today, so I'm about to just nice destroy. It's on double damage, baby, and so what, uh, adrenaline. I found the magic of not sleeping. Oh yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, I had, I had my adrenaline up to fifty percent one time, which I, I I don't remember ever. You know, that's the max. Yeah, um, is that like not sleeping for five days in a row or something? <laughs> no, it's just killing a shitload of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I forget. And, 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 how, tell me how it works again. There's just the more things that you kill. It, it, it I, I, there, it, somewhere there's the formula. It's like you kill ten things, you get five percent adrenaline or something like that. But and, the, and, re- sleeping resets it or something, or reduces it. Re- it well, or... It, the longer you sleep, the more adrenaline you lose. It's not like you know you sleep and you instantly lose all your adrenaline. It, it decreases. And if you sleep like eight hours, it'll decrease more than if you sleep an hour. And, and of course, part of it is too because I'm, I'm I'm doing legendary, but I've got the I've got a save uh, an auto save mod enabled, um, just because I I, it, I I love straight I love straight uh, survival, you know, with the beds and everything. But it, it's just a hell of a lot more time consuming. Yeah, round round right table yeah. Yeah. round round table characters you got to have some yeah, saves. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I I just got to get through stuff faster yeah. than I can with with straight straight up survival. So so that's that makes it easier to get the adrenaline yeah. up because you're not having to sleep. Um, you can you can you can save mm-hmm. 
uh, you can just quick save and, and, and that prevents you from losing adrenaline. All right. So let's talk so about, rifle a, are, you, are you rocking uh, with a your rifle? rifle uh, it's still, um, the kiloton. Oh, nice. Uh, radium. I need to get off of it though. I want to try to switch over to that. What is the 762 rifle that you use? Is it just called makeshift or something? I don't even remember. Handmade? I don't even handmade, remember what I it's think. called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I, I got a real, I forget what it was. I forget what the effect was, but I got a really good legendary drop of one of those in my, oh, nice. my non round table. So yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, once you start dorking around Nuka World, you should eventually get a drop of that. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about one of those. Um, that is acquired it can be not always is acquired but could be acquired in an ambitious plan so let's go ahead and talk about uh you guys walking into nuka world what you see ray what do you think when you first walk into nuka world what are your initial impressions i made it to disneyland (laughs) (laughs) it is a fun i don't know disney disneyland disney world at all i was there once as a very small child maybe a five-year-old barely Barely remember it all that well. Uh, how well does it compare? Do you do either of you know the parks? Um, I've, been one, I've been once ever. Is it yeah, a, they've they've got the you know the uh, Matterhorn Mountain. Okay. Um, yeah, Fizz Top. Yeah. And originally, when um, Disney World first opened in Florida. Uh, you got to it by a monorail. That was the only way you could get to the park. And so that was reminiscent of that too. That's pretty awesome. And, and the different parks is the very, you know, there's a you know, safari and yeah. whatever, you know, the world of Nuka-Cola or whatever. So that, that's, that's reminiscent are of there, how those parks are. Are there five parks in Disney? No idea. Yeah, I can't remember. I've also heard yeah. that yes, Michael. Nuka yeah, World. <laughs> I've also heard that Nuka World can also uh, represent New York and the five boroughs. I read that. I, I, I've heard that, but I, I've never seen it explained. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's five, right? It's not exactly an uncommon number. God, nothing happens. Story. Five is so random, Pat. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing ever happens in fives. But it, now, as part of that, I mean, have you seen, is there any sort of like particular correlation that makes that make sense? Or is it just because there's five? Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's some stupid, you know, ignorant people out there who say like, oh, the Bronx is obviously the, uh, the, 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 the jungle one, whatever, you know, like the, uh, who's that? God, I don't even remember his name. Who's the, um. Oh, the guy, you, the the caveman guy. You yeah, I can't even remember his name. I, I haven't played it yet, so I've, I've, I've of course forgotten it since the last time we did, yeah. I did Nuka World. I haven't done it either, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm excited to get into all these uh, different places. That uh, Victor and I were sort of chatting earlier, and he's like, "Oh man, um, you did uh, open season." already like uh you should have waited to the, why did you put that so early in the schedule and i said well that's the only reason i put it so early in schedule that's because that's where it was listed in like the nukopedia um you know schedule <laughs> their listing of 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 quests so he said you know you could do all that stuff and then just do all that you know go back and do open season later and spoiler alert open season um you know you basically just go and, and kill everyone. But uh, so we'll get into an ambitious plan here. Uh, 
Pat, what is? Uh, did you have any initial impressions of the of the park just as you walk in? No, yeah, it, it was definitely uh, uh, made a, a nice first impression in terms of being like a, a pretty nifty space, and um, you know, it felt you know because it's kind of open air. Um, you know, like you go to Far Harbor, right, and it's all this sort of closed-in, foggy stuff, and it's got lots of trees and hills, and you you can't really get a, a clean impression of Far Harbor. You know, Nuka World is exactly the opposite, right? It's it's you know, it's you know very wide open spaces. It's you know I, I don't you know, I don't remember yeah, it. certainly the first couple you know the first time I went in it was completely clear, right? So you could see Biztop Mountain, you can see other stuff off in the distance. You get that little guided tour from the interminable monorail ride into the park. So, you know, so it was definitely <laughs> an impressive, you know, uh, impressive area. You hate um, that ride, Pat. Oh, I, I do. It's just, oh God, it's so brutal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if, and if you're doing, you know, and it was even worse because, you know, doing straight survival, you, you can't fast travel, so you completely can't skip it. Now, if you're doing, I've got, that's the, I have fast travel enabled in my survival playthrough. I'm, I'm not doing any other, uh, any other, uh, you know, cheats or anything, but but I do have fast travel and, and auto save enabled, yeah. so I can I can I can skip the monorail now. Uh, but but it, I, I think it's a you know it's a, it's a neat area, and then you start running around and visiting some of the outlying areas like you know the Havalgist and all this other stuff, and it's it's you know it's, it's I think it's pretty well realized. I think the the story is maybe kind of weak. Oh, go you know interact with a bunch of raiders and either side with them or you know it's not it's not great, yeah. but I, I thought the setting was good. Um, you know, the new stuff they added was good. Well, the handmade rifle, all that stuff is, is nice. I don't even think that the Raiders are the main part. I mean, I know that they are, but I like the, the each that each uh, section of the park basically has their own set of bad guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's more interesting than the, the Raider stuff. And, of course, through all the terminals and everything, you hear all the backstories of all the employees who used to be in the park, and there's some pretty funny stuff. There's, yeah, some, there's yeah. some pretty good stuff on some of these terminals. But I thought the uh, the, the side quest actually—I I don't remember if we even do we have the uh, do we have the Nuka World uh, glasses side quest? Is that is that it? Do we even have that on the list, or is that or not? No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think we there's you know, couldn't get all everything in there. But, yeah. but for people who haven't done it, that that, that that quest I think is a lot of fun. Um, you uh, meeting what's her name, uh, the, the 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 chick from Fallout Three who shows up here with the Nuka World. With the new Coca-Cola oh. fetish, I didn't know there um, was a uh, connection there. Yeah, yeah, the, the the girl who gives you the quest, who who in the special glasses, who's looking for Cappy, um, is is in Fallout Three. That's amazing. Yeah, nice, yeah. great. All right. So yeah, so I, all that's well, all, all that's well realized. So I think people, it's not officially part of the roundtable, but people who haven't been through it should definitely do those those side quests. They're 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 they're, they're really. I agree with you, Andrew. They're they're really good. Yeah. Yeah, I've never aside actually... from the gauntlet, I haven't done any of the uh, the quests before, so this is all kind of unfolding for me. Nice. So you had gotten to the park before, completed the gauntlet, and then left immediately? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went in, that got gauntlet. the throat slicer, and left. Oh, throat slicer. That's a good one. Yeah. You're a, you're a melee fan. Yep. That's nice. That's a good one. What's the uh, the perk on Throat Slicer? Remind me again. Um, a huge amount of damage um, plus uh, the 25% bleeding. 25% bleeding. Yeah. Wow. And it's, it's like Pigman's Blade, but with more base damage. Nice. I think yeah, it, it I think is fast, right? Isn't it, isn't it fast just like Pigman's Blade is? Yeah. 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 
Should yeah, be. and I went from so Pikmin's Blade with the perks that I've got so far was like sixty seven, and Throat Slicer was like two hundred and eighty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's oh, ridiculous. Crap. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. uh that's a very sharp blade. Very sharp blade. All right, so ambitious plan. Um, Ray and Pat, let's go ahead and discuss. Um, an ambitious plan starts with uh, speaking to Porter Gage, I believe. Who is this Porter Gage fella? Well, he's 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 kind of a he, he's kind of a power behind the throne kind of guy. You know, he you know he he uh, I think as you and you kind of learn this in the conversations if you if you you know talk about Porter with some of the other raiders and all. He he, he sounded like he basically sort of help put Coulter in. So Coulter's a guy you kill, right, in, in the gauntlet, at the end of the gauntlet. And, and as you talk, nobody nobody liked him. They, they said, oh, he, he was fine at first, but he, you know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a good boss because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't aggressive enough. He was just happy to sit down and, you know, hunker down in, in Nuka World. And uh, Gage is apparently like, you know, sort of a, a, a Mr. Fix-It. He helped him build his armor, He helped, but he, and he, he kind of helped keep him in power. He doesn't want power himself, but he likes being the guy who's you know, the guy, the guy behind the guy sort of thing. The Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So Gage, uh, explains his, you know, the whole plan is like, yeah, you're the boss now. You're the overboss. Sorry. You're, you're now the overboss and, uh, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, it's your job to, to, to show the, show the other gangs who's boss and, uh, you know, be, be the, be the new Raider leader. And so you, you got to go talk to these other three guys. You have to talk to the uh, the operators, the disciples, and the pack. What what do we know about these people? So Nisha from the disciples um, likes violence, and so if you threaten her, you pass the the uh, test and get her support. Nice. And then um, mags from the operators, they're all about the money. So as long as you uh, promise that everybody's going to make a lot of money, they support you. You should have to, like, make it rain or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Mason with the pack, um, the, the pack uh, values strength. So you assert dominance over him. Uh, pass a few uh, speech checks with them, you know, intimidating. And uh, if you pass the last one, the second red test, you get the uh, problem solver, which is uh, one of those nice. handmade rifles. Yeah. I, is that for, that's from Mason, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't be able to get that because I, I killed him. Killed him. But, yeah. but I, uh, I, I was... The problem solver, I looked it up. It has the furious. Okay, this is the one. It has the furious um, perk, which uh, is increased damage with each consecutive hit. So, like, I, I don't know how much percentage it increased by, but it'd be like, you know, this shot does 50, and this shot does 60, then 70, and e each time you, like, connect. So, that's a, those stacking damage, the. Those are very useful, and I really like using those. Uh, um, I've taken 
God, I don't even remember the perk in the perception tree that does that. Concentrate bar. Yeah. I, I've taken that recently, and oh my goodness. That is really fun. I enjoy that a lot. That's great. Yeah, so I sold the gun. How much is is it valuable? Uh, not really. No. Um, I never... I always think the the economics of the game is a little weird. I always end up with just a bunch of caps, and you know, unless you go buy those mantis whatever, yeah. you're usually pretty cool with caps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. There's nothing like you know in in Fallout New Vegas. There's the implants in Fallout Three. There's um, like you're buying your home and uh, in, in Megaton tricking it out. Yeah. There's there's other than other than home plate, which is only two thousand caps. There's not like a, a a big big thing to buy other than yeah those those legendary armors and weapons that you can buy from the, the fixed merchant. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that problem solver gun. That's that's the one that uses like the seven six two ammo. And I was looking it up. It has a seventy five round clip. Is that normal for that those that kind of rifle? You can get 75 shots off in a clip. That's amazing. Yeah. I really want to use that. I need, I've never used that kind of rifle before. I always just bring over, you know, my uh, my 45, my old trusty 45, old Bess. Yeah, no, whatever that radium rifle. Kill a ton. There you go. Kill a ton, yeah. Love that one. Uh, so... You you can get that problem solver from from Mason if you, I think it's the sarcastic res, the I think I saw it, uh, saw that in the the wiki that if you use the sarcastic response I don't know it's the uh, just follow the the hard, uh, speech checks right 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 um and then you return to Porter Gauge guys and it gives you four hundred XP, uh, base depending on your intelligence. What and does it give you any follower. stuff? Oh nice it becomes your companion. Um, give you any like gold? I mean, not gold. Sorry, any caps or anything? Mm, not that I recall. Is there yeah, a workbench? Is there a workbench up there? Yeah, there's uh, weapons no. and armor in the there, back there, room. Well, there, yeah, there are benches, but there's no workbench. Uh, there, right, it's not like a settlement. You can't build anything. Yeah, yeah, right. and, and the, the the station the stations that are there are not connected. So you got one of everything, but but they're not and you can you can put stuff in them like normal, but but yeah. they they're not connected. Weird. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was actually my biggest annoyance about about Nuka World, and I think I saw somebody, um, you know, like on Reddit or, or or somewhere. I think it was Reddit. It might have been the face our Facebook group, but somebody was posting a kind of a, a a thought that in some respects Nuka World might almost have been Bethesda's sort of nod to the people who thought they went too far with the settlement building because there's only one settlement there. You, you can't get it until after you basically have finished the main quest line. And, uh, yeah. uh you know, so, so it's, it's, it's sort of like not about, it's explicitly not about building. Yeah. Um, which I, I think it, 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 I don't know that that's that, I don't know if it would be intentional or not. If, if that was intentional, I think they maybe went too far. No, that is, a, would be nice that is a great depth. point. You can't get you cannot get it until basically you've completed everything. So therefore, unless you really really like Nuka World, why are you going to use that? Yeah. yeah, 
I mean, you, you could you could you could burn through the main quest and and not do the side quest or whatever. But yeah, why would you bother? Yeah, you, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, so let, let's kind of let's talk about the the different places. Uh, Ray, you said. Let me hang on. Let's go back through this. The disciples. Um, who who are the disciples? You said it was the Nisha. Nisha, who likes who likes violence or something, right? Uh, yeah, and they're the, they're the ones that whenever you walk by them, they talk about you know hand to hand killing and you know liking it to be you know particularly bloody. Yeah, and one of their um, key dialogues is like, "Oh, I must be losing my touch. That one died way too fast, or something like that." You know, they you know, they 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 enjoy yeah they they enjoy killing for the for the sake of killing. So and, and um, what's that other? Uh, you, you haven't met her in this quest yet, but uh, Ray, do you remember that other uh, disciple who's who's like kind of super crazy um, that you that you hear a lot of dialogue about? Um, I haven't come across her yet. Yeah, yeah, we, we haven't met. We'll, we'll meet her later. You know, if, if you hang out with a disciple and, and don't murder them, you know, you'll meet. There's there's another <laughs> one who's like even crazier than Nisha is, and like she, there's there's like a, Andrew, you're talking about the background stories that you find like a lot of background stories about yeah. her, and she's a real she's a real piece of work. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. where and where do where do the disciples claim home in at at Nuka World? Is it are they up uh, Fizz Top Mountain? It's like yeah, right right next door to Fizz Top Mountain. Yeah, I forget I forget the Kinda name like of the it. mountain basement. Yeah, it's um yeah it's <laughs> like you go in there you go you go just in a ground level door and like it's like a tall structure. I, I don't know exactly what it's supposed to be. It's kind of dark and shadowy it's hard it's hard to you know you, you, you like nisha is like on the top of the structure and i'm not sure what that structure is supposed to be yeah i was gonna say uh, what can you describe the interior anymore it's probably what 50 or you know it's five or six stories tall on the interior so you walk in and there's a big cavernous room like the size of like an airplane hangar or something and um uh it, it, not far from the entrance is a set of stairs that goes up you know, to the top of this sort of you know rectangular sort of like building within a building uh you're building inside this room it's like a big not not it's like rectangular structure yeah and uh, nisha hangs out on top uh at the top of this this, this long flight of metal stairs um and, and i'm just not sure what it's supposed to be if it was a power plant or or if it's some kind of mysterious like you know nuclear rail factory or something i don't know what it's supposed to be um but it's just this big open cavernous room with this big sort of metal rectangular structure. I think it's metal um, uh, in, in the middle of it. And, um, you know, kind of scattered around outside, there's, you know, the couple like little structures, uh, you know, typical like, you know, Raider style, like little shacks where and their can, beds are and stuff. Can you walk all the way around like the interior? Am I thinking? I, I want to say maybe you can walk around maybe three sides. I think one side might be you know, kind of blocked off, off in a okay. way you can't like all, walk all the way around. Nice. Um and then Mags and William Black at the parlor. What 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 was the parlor? I got the sense as maybe a I was a, I don't know if it was a brothel or a bar. I mean it was like something like a bar or a brothel or a restaurant or something because yeah. you walk in and it's got you know it's sort of a uh, just a, a one story dormer pretty normal one story uh building yeah ray, ray do you remember uh i don't, I don't 
I don't know if it's clear what it is, what, you know, what its pre-war use was. Yeah. I think they, they probably say most, you know, m most of the areas in Yucca world have a pretty clear backstory. I just don't remember if it was, a, yeah. you know, like a nightclub or something or exactly what it was. Yeah. And our last um, location. Uh, theater. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Dinner theater or something. The And those are the operators who are yeah. the money people. Yeah. yeah. And, so you walk in there and there's, um, I think there's a bar, you know, like, like uh, a bar in there where, you know, behind it there's some, you know, some vending, you know, uh, uh, an Edotron or some other vending. You know, mm -hmm. food bending or something like that. And our, our our last group of raiders are the pack who honor strength who are at the Bradburton Theater. How do you pronounce is it Bradburton? He was uh, ever hear it? Uh, what's your name? Uh, the 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 Nuka World fangirl probably says his name out loud. Um, and yeah. do we know anything about a Bradburton? Who? What does that name mean to Nuka World? That, that's that's the guy, right? That's the guy. That's that's the, yeah, the Disney, right? Isn't he the guy who founded Nuka Cola and built the park and everything? Yeah, as far as I know, if uh, Walt Disney is to Disneyland, this is uh, this is the guy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. How, do we know anything? Of, did we hear anything interesting? Um. Any any conversations with any uh, like Nisha or Mags or William? Um, some good. Do they have any good lines or uh, any good conversations? Anything fun or interesting happen? No, because most of the time you couldn't hear what he was saying because of the dog and gorilla that were fighting in the ring, making all kinds of noise. <laughs> so that was Mason specifically, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you, you, you get their care. I mean, their their characters are pretty broadly drawn. You know, Nisha's you know, clearly a psychopath. You know, Mason's kind of a like a you know a, a you yeah. know, like a I don't know how, sort of how to think of his archetype, but he's you know just sort of a, a bully maybe. You know, just you know, he's a guy who who enjoys you know, exerting authority and power over the people. And you yeah. know, William and Mags are. Hey Ray, can you describe the the Pax area? What it looks like inside the Bradburton Theater. Well, when you walk in, the first thing you notice is this um, looks like a cage um, fighting uh, ring. Um, and there's seats all the way around it on three sides. And, you know, when you walk in, there's all these pack members uh, cheering on this fight. Uh, for me, it was uh, a gorilla and a dog. And uh, <laughs> I would think so, a gorilla would just destroy a dog, but what do I know? Well, this gorilla just kind of stood in the corner and groaned a lot while the dog bit him. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't he didn't fight back very much. <laughs> oh, poor gorilla! Yeah, yeah. I um, unlocked the cage when I went in there. Because I was fighting everybody anyway. <laughs> that was great. What a, the gorilla has like a special name? Is it just called Pack Gorilla or something? I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to uh, somehow arrange a fight between the Pack Gorilla and the Institute Synth Gorilla. <laughs> Maybe I could do that with a. Uh, what is what? What was that? I haven't ever done it, but you could form like the 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 competitions between different 
You know, oh, the you, arena. The arena. Yeah, where you I, trap you, stuff in the cages. Yeah, have you done that, Ray? Have you have you hosted fights and watched people fight stuff and all that? No, that required too much uh, settlement building. There's a lot of building involved in that. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to get you got to build their little state. I I, tr- I messed around there for like an hour because there's there's actually an achievement for that. Oh, is there? And, and I yeah, there's achievement. You know, the first time you have two settlers fight or or two, I don't know if it's a, whatever. The first time you stage a fight with that arena, you get an achievement. And I I messed around. I just couldn't get it to work right because yeah. if you if you if you set the two settlers like hostile to each other, if they see each other, they'll start fighting. And and if they just randomly start fighting, you don't get the achievement. They have to like put them in the arena and put them on their little red and their blue stands. Yeah. And it was just, it was kind of irritating. Yeah. So touching. So touching. Too much effort. Uh, so I know there wasn't much combat for you guys here. It's just a lot of talking and threatening and, and flashing your cash. Uh, but yeah. was there any way that your round table roles affected how you played these quests, this, this quest specifically? What, did your did your role affect at all any of these? No, I mean I I I started out with Charisma three, but uh, because I wanted to get a uh, local leader, um, I had uh, invested some points plus the bobblehead, so I had fairly good charisma, so I didn't have any problems passing the uh, charisma checks. Nice. And I, I, um, I, I forgot to, my, my, my trick with this character who's got five charisma, I think, is to take great mentats. So like when I went to Diamond, like I went, when I went to Diamond City, you know, in Diamond City, there's like four different, three or four different um, fetch quests you can get from Solomon and uh, Mo and the, the painter guy. Yeah. And each of those, you can pass three charisma checks and get more, more money and get more experience tats before I go to Diamond City and and just run around and pick up all those quests from people, uh, and I forgot to do I, I I didn't think about doing that 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 trick in, in Nuka World uh, you know to, to, to pass the charisma checks with the Raiders. So I, I think I passed one or two of them with with my five or six charisma. I, I think I'm at five naturally, and then maybe a plus charisma, uh, uh, you know, the fashionable glasses or something, mm-hmm. or the black. I think I'm using the black ramp glasses right now. Aren't oh man, so much apparel talk we need to get into. Um... <laughs> These... Yeah, because I used the uh, gray suit, um, the trilby hat, and the black uh, sunglasses. Do you? So that bumped me up uh, four. So nice. I was uh, ten charisma. And okay, are you guys rewarded when you convince these raider guys to to be chill? Do they give you anything? Do you get like? Do they say, "Oh, here's a here's a pack mask. Here here's a disciple's hat. Here's no. It was just, just problem solver. Right? Yeah, that's the only thing. Okay. No, well, they, they all. It's it's exactly typical Fallout Four because you you're you're the boss and you're going to them to like exert dominance. And then the last thing they tell you is all all three of them say, "Oh, and by the way, if you want to do any jobs for us, come see me." Yeah. yeah, so they got the yeah. radiant, radiant quest, which you know, here you know it's another thing where like you're the boss, but you're you're fetching you're and doing all the work. These, uh, yeah. Idiot raiders. Yeah. Uh, so uh, open season was the quest that uh, all of us anti raider people did, and uh, you were awarded six hundred 
base XP for completion of killing all of the leaders of the uh, groups that Ray and Pat just visited. I had to back off my difficulty level and not drop out of survival mode, but I mean, um, uh, and, and the survival options mod, it lets you, uh, affect, it lets you basically gives you sliders for, uh, how much damage you put out and how much uh, damage you receive. And I had to adjust it a little bit for the bumper car power armor battle, uh, with the squirt gun because I was just getting destroyed immediately the whole time. Um, it had a lot to do with my <laughs> how how horribly um, tired, thirsty, um, hungry, and uh, underslept <laughs> I was. So, uh, but um, so oh shit, I forgot what I was saying. No, but uh, um, you have to. I had to back off the difficulty level. Uh, which is also, I had to do this as well, because once you get in there and you start killing all the, um, the bosses, then there's like 15 raiders all sitting around them, ready to spring on your ass. And on survival mode, you know, you take two or three shots and you're dead. So yeah. it would have been, I don't know, uh, I'm sure people can do it and I'm sure it's been done and I'm impressed with your... Uh, your ability, anyone out there who did that, but that is not me, and I was not able to do that. So I also had to back off uh, how much damage I was receiving and how much damage I was putting out. I had to had to bump that up a little bit just so I could get out of there, and I still barely made it out alive. It's ridiculous how how tough it was to do this quest. Um, then I was thinking, oh, maybe I should have done it after I had done all these other quests and then come back and done it kill all those people like everyone's saying we should have done i did not do it that way uh so if you suggestion out there to anyone uh if you're going to do open season wait until you've done all the other uh raider stuff and then go back and kill them all just because they deserve it right yeah it depends on how, how hard you're you're rping right if you if you're if you're anti-raider and you're rping that hard you maybe you do want to do it first yeah but, but I, with my with uh, non roundtable you know sidebar here, but with my non roundtable character that, that I did Nuka World with, I did all the Raider stuff because I, I, I and I RP'd that character pretty 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 consistently. My feeling was like, okay, I'll do all this like crap within the park for the Raiders because all you're doing is killing ghouls and robots and all that. You're not really hurting the Commonwealth. But as soon as they said, oh, go out and take over the Commonwealth and you know, destroy all these settlements that you've been building up for you know for 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 you know for months and months and months. You know, that was when I said no, screw you guys, I'm going to kill you. Um, but like if you're if you're playing core anti raider, maybe it does make sense to do it to do it first. Yeah, um, Susan Susan's pretty anti raider. She doesn't like she doesn't like raiders at all. There, there you go. They're tapping so, um, tapping on did, the uh, did, did you have trouble? Now, now, did you go like out into the park and kill all the raiders that are out in the various you know, park areas as well, or did you just kill the ones that are in sort of the Nuka town? Well, you have to. Once you leave, all the raiders and all the park are just they swarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in. Okay, yeah. Is that with a, with a different character? I also try 
is there any way to just like adjust the four leaders and kind of get away with it and it won't let you as soon as you as soon as you attack one of the any one of them then like you said all uh, everywhere in the park including porter is 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 hostile towards you yeah well that was the first thing i did was i went up and i shot porter in the face a couple times <laughs> and then uh it, open season basically sparked you can you can um Started a couple different ways. You can talk to someone named Mackenzie Bridgman, or Preston will actually give you this quest as well. Uh, but you can kill all these people in any order. Uh, but you got to do Preston, or not Preston. You don't want to kill him. Uh, well, some people do. You got to get Porter Gage. Then you got to get Nisha and Mags and William. Um, and Mason. Yeah. So after you kill all those people. Uh, you get lots of cool stuff. My favorite being the pack helmets. I love the pack helmets. The elephant is super heavy, but it looks fucking cool. I've got Preston in the... Is it caribou or moose or deer? I don't even know what it is, but it's got like those huge antlers coming off with sort of like a welding helmet face shield coming down. Oh, it's the thing nightmares are made of. It's beautiful. And, <laughs> what about... I, I've just found a, a there's like a deer face or something antelope I don't even know but that one is really cool too oh, I love them uh, but something I did not find earlier which I'm not sure if it's part of the the base game or added by a mod um, necklaces and shawls you guys run into those pretty sure that's yeah, I haven't seen those yeah well, I've got a pack necklace that adds, uh, there's one that adds agility and perception, and then there's one that adds charisma and, ooh, luck, maybe? I'm not even sure. But uh, those are fun. Oh, that must be from Unified Clothing Overhaul or something? I don't even know. I don't even know what would add that. Yeah, so yeah, I have... I have something from Eleanor. I have the uh, Armor Smith Extended and that AWRK, whatever that stands for. That, that you and then and then something from Eleanora. Yeah, um, and I don't think I have those. So you, yeah, it's, you, it sounds like you've got a different mod. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, they're they're now once you get done killing all those guys, you can go back to the uh, market and free all the uh, the slave vendors, right? Yeah. I went and had the conversation, I believe, and I haven't checked back in with them. Do they do anything? I haven't... Wait, should I just wait and find out? Maybe I should go back and check in and see what they're doing. Because I made a point of not going into that market because I know that there is a star core there, and I'd just be too tempted to take it, and I don't want to grab any star cores yet. I want to I try to collect them sort of like against my checklist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I find all yeah, of them. I, so I haven't experienced Star Wars yet. Oh my God, Ray! <laughs> Andrew, are you are you going to be are you going to be au naturel and do it without heat, uh, cheats, or are you going to you going to use one of the walkthroughs for the Star I'm I'm going to have to use a, a walkthrough, right? Come on. I I, I what is it? Thirty seven of them. Whatever yeah. whatever the number is, I got roughly twenty five or something without any cheats, which is enough to get the quest. 
but not enough to get the XO one. I, yeah, I had to go back and use a walkthrough. Um, yeah, yeah. Get them all. So are they as annoying to find as the uh, Baron Zaya stones? They're exactly the same, except for more concentrated. It's just that they're in a no, smaller is, area. They are so much less annoying than the Baron Zaya stones. You can get all the star cores in like an hour. You know, if, I'd, if you, I'd be impressed with if that. You, if you if you cleared out the if you cleared out the park, that's what I did. So I cleared out the park. I, di- I didn't I didn't worry about picking them all up, and I went back after the park was was cleared. And, and it, it's it's just a straight run through. I mean, it, it is it is nothing compared to the Baron's Eye. I mean, they're not. Yeah, Baron's Eye stones are all over the map. Yeah, but you know, if you, you can fast travel, that's the same difference. Yeah, but still, no. It's there is a you know the the, the Star Cores are in about five areas. I mean, there's a couple, like you said. There's there's a couple that are kind of off in weird places. Yeah, but relative to the Baron's Eye stones, I, I thought the Star Cores were well, okay. Generally, the Star Cores are found um, as you go through the quest, Ray. They like you will just happen upon them most of the time. It just be just be nosy. You know what I mean? Poke your head in every place you can. What's your lock picking skill like, Ray? Um, it's one of my perks, so I think I'm. Okay, well, it might not be a bad idea just to make sure you have uh, some some decent lock picks. Yeah, right there. now I've got locksmith two. Okay, uh, that, that's probably what is that advanced or uh, yeah, uh, expert, expert, yeah. expert, expert. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. There's probably a master lock or two in there, but uh, I think expert will get you to most uh, well, places. Well, I don't think. I mean, uh, I. I... But don't you don't think need any it. quests where you, you have to have more than novice. I mean, it's easier a lot. Yeah, of times. that's uh, w- just like we were saying with the um, that stupid thing where you have to run across the bridge and then lock <laughs> lock pick that lock door with, over the pit of Mirelurks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't have the lock picking skill to do that, so I I had to jump back in. Uh, so annoying, but um. Ray, of course yeah, you don't. You don't I need, fell right in, you, so I yeah. just had to deal with the Meyer lurks. You don't need the 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 perk. You don't. But there's always a way through it. You know what I mean. But it's it's just easier. Yeah. yeah well, that, it's my assignment, so yeah. it's in my yeah. it, it's in my set of uh, perks that I have laid out. Mine is. I've got. No, I don't have lockpick. I have hacker, hacker, but I've already got that up to three. I, I'm not even sure if it's all that useful. Have I made any use of it yet over in Nuka World? I'm not even sure. Um, so guys, uh, we've got an ambitious plan in open season. Uh, Keith, we checked in with the Xbox One Club. Uh, would you guys be interested in hearing any King of the Bunker Hill? That would be great. Oh, nice. Awesome. Uh, so King of the Bunker Hill is our trivia quiz show challenge. Uh, Ray has actually uh, just recently competed in a couple of episodes. So uh, we will check in with Ray's episodes when we uh, get to them here in a few weeks or so. But we're checking in with Michelle, who won, I believe, versus Lee in the previous contest. And Michelle is going up against Challenger Nate, so let's uh, see if we got our audio queued up here. 
And uh, do you guys want to answer? Should I should I pause it before the answer just to see uh, if you guys want to want to chime in? Oh man, it was hard enough when you actually play it. <laughs> oh, I here, can't imagine. Here. Trying to I'm, I'm gonna no, let's give it a shot. I'm I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna trust you. Just get out a pen and paper and, and and write write them down, and we'll go back over your answers after. How about that? That's right. good. I'll, I'll I'll trust you guys to 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 be honest. I got my eye on you, Pat. Live from Vault 97, it's the King of the Bunker Hill Quiz Show Challenge. It's the show where contestants compete to come back week after week to see who can collect the most Funko Mystery Minifigures. Brought to you by the Fallout Feed and... ASA Podcasting. And now, your host, Susan! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and live from Vault 97, it is the game of wits that's got the entire wasteland in a twist. It is time for King (laughs) of the Bunker Hill. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by two intrepid competitors. We have last week's very victorious winner, Michelle. And he is joined. Hello, Michelle. You're looking very dapper this evening, I must say. And he is joined by the fresh-faced Nate. How are you doing, Nate? Uh, Good. How are you? Excellent. I am extremely well, Nate. Now, I was told a little interesting fact about you earlier, that you happen to be a very enthusiastic ice climber. Is that correct? Uh, no, not, not exactly. I've got it written down here. Really, really likes ice. So I just assumed that meant ice climbing. Okay. Or in beverages. Uh, in, in beverages, excellent. Okay, that's good. Everyone likes a chilled beverage. I'm surprised that you can get them out there in the wasteland with the lack of good water and electricity, but hey, that's great. Okay. Business is booming. Yeah. <laughs> Business is booming. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, well, I'd love to chat to you more about how you gather ice out there in the wasteland, but that could be a whole other show. So, uh, yeah. without further ado, let's get on with this week's episode. So, as always, the uh, winner of the week before gets to go first. So, what I'm going to ask you to do, Nate, is I'm going to ask you to step over there into that little booth and put on the uh, soundproof headphones so you can't hear the answers that Michelle is going to give me. So, just uh, give me a nod when you are all uh, sounded out. Okay. Okay. I think, yep, I'm getting the nod from Nate. Okay, Michelle, are you ready? Yeah, I am. Okay, I have to say, our question writers here at uh, King of the Bunker Hill, they've um, obviously had a really, really bad week. So uh, it's it's tough. I'm not going to lie, Michelle. <laughs> it is very tough, but uh, we'll see how we do. Yeah. So, question one. What alliterated phrase refers to the protagonist in Fallout 4? War never changes. <laughs> Uh, when they say referring to the character that you play, not uh, something they say, it's uh, so. It refer- the question is refers to the protagonist. So specifically, what do they call the uh, what is uh, the alliterated phrase that they use to refer to the protagonist in the uh, in the game? 
Wow, the survivor. So if it, I needed a bit more than that. So it's a phrase. It is more than one word. I, you are fifty percent right. The last survivor. Oh, alliteration, meaning the same. Uh, it's the the words start with the same uh, same letter. Soul survivor. Is correct. Okay, and I'm oh. Better. I'm better with language. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it's a difficult thing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an awkward question, so that's fine. Okay, moving on. Question two. And this is where we bring on the pain. Name the four ingredients needed to make vegetable starch for an adhesive farm in F4 build mode. So name the four ingredients needed to make vegetable starch for an adhesive farm in Fallout 4. Oh, corn, potato, purified water. What's the last one? That's one more. You are correct so far. Ouch. Yes, I did say this was bringing the pain. Going to have to hurry you on a little bit. So you, you're right. You've got corn, you've got potato, and you've got purified water. We just need the final ingredient. I cannot give you any more clues. Hmm. I don't remember the last one. Okay. Uh... <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. That's fine. No. Unfortunately, yep. That, I think that's okay. That's a pass on that one. Three. So we're one for two. Question three: Name the Brotherhood of Steel airship in Fallout Four. Name the Brotherhood of Steel. The airship, the very, very large airship. The Pridwin. That is correct. Okay, it's two out of three. Moving on. Question four. Name the unique 10mm gun in Fallout 4 acquired from Deacon and the RR. The Deliverer. That is correct. Okay, we are three out of uh, four at this stage. Question five. Name the family whose daughter flees to the synth refuge. Oh. The Kimano. Camino. I think I think that's close enough. It's uh, it's it's uh, I think yeah that's that's close enough. So that is correct. Okay, you've got four out of five. And the question you got wrong: the four ingredients needed to make vegetable starch for an adhesive farm in Fallout 4 build mode are corn, mute fruit, potato, uh, and purified water. So yes, you were missing mute fruit. I'm afraid. I should have and, known. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's okay, but hey. Four out of four is an absolutely stonking score. So mm. you will now bring uh, Nate back and we'll uh, see how he does. So let's uh, get Nate back into the studio. I think he's just uh, there he is, just adjusting himself a little bit there. Okay. Okay, I'm back. <clears throat> hey, welcome back to the studio, Nate. Okay, once again, I can't tell you how Michelle did, but 
let's uh let's get on with this are you are you ready are you all in the zone <laughs> i'm ready i'm gonna be okay excellent i hope the rocky theme tune is pumping through your head as we speak right question one what alliterated phrase refers to the protagonist in fallout 4 so another way of wording that question would be what name do people sometimes refer to the protagonist in Fallout 4? A lone survivor. Is that your final answer? Have a think about that one. It's alliterate. Alliterated means that both letters have the same uh, same letter to be both words have the same letter to begin with. Wasteland Wanderer. Final answer? Yeah. Do you like to give it another go? Okay. Unfortunately that's incorrect. <laughs> It's Soul Survivor. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. Never mind. It's okay. Let's get on to question two. This is a tough one. Name the four ingredients needed to make vegetable starch for an adhesive farm in Fallout 4 build mode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. There is pain aplenty here. I've done it tons of times, but I haven't done it in a while. It's okay, just take yourself back. Get back in the zone. Imagine you're you're there building stuff. Oh man. There's no way I'm gonna get all it's alright, let's see how many you can get. Just throw some throw some things out there. Uh tarberry, uh razor wheat, um Yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to get this one. <laughs> That's okay. That's why okay. I want to prepare better if I ever get to be on again because I haven't been playing it uh, just in the recent couple of days. Hey, don't, hey, don't worry about that. Unfortunately, that is wrong. Uh, the answer is, yeah. don't worry, I wouldn't have got this. It is corn, mute fruit, potato, and purified water. Uh, no way, really? I don't know. I yep, wow, that, okay. That is a I've done it so theme. many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right, question three. Okay. Name the Brotherhood of Steel airship in Fallout 4. So, oh, sort of sounds Welsh. I'm guessing it probably is Welsh. A lot of Y's in there. <laughs> <laughs> the, Not that oh, man. To be Welsh. The Pruden. I, I know I'm not going to be able to... Close enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It's the Prudwin. Prudwin, you know, okay. that, that's, it's, 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 it's Welsh, which we all know is a made-up language. So we'll just... Uh, we'll just uh, we'll go for it. We'll go for We'll go for number four now. So there you go. That's okay. That's one out of three. That's not bad. Let's move on to four. Okay. Okay. And again, they're kind of bringing the pain back, I think. Okay. Uh, name the unique 10-millimeter gun in Fallout 4 acquired from Deacon and the Railroad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know this is a very team, but I don't know that one either. I don't. It's okay. I can give you. I'll give you a bit of a clue. Sometimes people refer to sort of the Almighty as this name as well. Well, certainly the son of the Almighty is this. Uh, Ra. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. The answer, unfortunately, that one was the Deliverer. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure. Where... Okay. Never mind. <laughs> oh, hang on. I've just lost my questions. But, oh, oh, I'll just pick them up. Okay, there we go. Right, okay. Got my questions back. Question five. Name the family whose daughter flees to the Synth Refuge on Far Harbour. 
I did do the beginning of that one, but I don't I don't know their name. I'm sorry, I, I know I'm be... crashing real hard, but yeah, no, no, no. I think it might be Japanese. It's Japanese. I could be very wrong. <laughs> I'd say it's Japanese. Yeah, yeah but that's still... Welsh, Japanese. Yeah. I, I don't know. Wong. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, never mind. It's okay. Uh, but the answer was Nakano. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's okay. All right. Well, okay. Let's uh, let's get uh, Michelle uh, back here. Michelle, are you with us? Yep. Okay. So, unfortunately... Nate, I have to tell you, you are not today's winner. It is, uh, <laughs> it is Michelle with an astonishing four out of uh, four out of five. Um, That's awesome. But you know what? I think we're just going to have a bit of fun now because it's you know it's 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 the last show. We might record for a little while, so I am going to give you the tiebreaker. And uh, I don't know, maybe our fantastic sponsors at the Fallout feed, brought to us by ASA Podcasting. Might uh, might might be able to do a little something for the winner of this tiebreaker, just to make it a little bit interesting. But uh, let, let's let's go with the tiebreaker question. You know, you can both. Uh, I'll ask. Uh, I'm going to give Nate. You can go first with the answer, and then uh, Michelle. I'll ask you. So, Nate, the question, and Michelle, the question for the tiebreaker is: including DLCs, how many different types of ammo? Are there in Fallout 4? And obviously, I don't expect you to get this uh, bang on, but just throw a number out there. So, um, Nate, just throw something out there. See what you think. Whatever feels good to you. Six. And remember, it's six. Okay. All right. And uh, <laughs> okay, Michelle. Any any idea how mu- how many types of ammo are there in Fallout 4? I would say nine. <laughs> okay well michelle has done that naughty thing of going just above the uh answer of uh, the person who went first um, amazingly there are 28 types of ammo Ouch. 28 so whilst neither of you were anywhere near it does mean michelle is the closest without going over so uh although we weren't specifying we were going over but yeah michelle was indeed the closest so uh but seeing as he's already today's winner, I don't think uh, our wonderful sponsors, the Fallout feed at ASA Podcasting, will need to give him another prize. But thank you very much for playing, Nate. And uh, cool, Michelle, yeah. you're going to be joining us next week. So congratulations to both of you, though. You have both been absolutely fantastic competitors. And I hope you continue supporting the, uh, the show. So uh, take care, guys, and uh, stay safe out there in the wasteland. Thank you for listening to this edition of the King of the Bunker Hill Quiz Show Challenge brought to you by the Fallout Feed and ASA Podcasting. Join Susan next time to see who will win the coveted Funko Mystery Minifigures and be crowned King of the Bunker Hill. Thank you. See ya. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> Great. All right, Pat. Protagonist. Soul Survivor. Ray. Wanders out. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> That's all I could think of was the song.
Yeah. What song? The the intro song to the show. Oh. You know. <laughs> oh, that song. Yeah. What? Which yeah. show? Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Um, vegetable starch recipe. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got that one. Water Mostly food. because of Pat. Yeah, Pat. Pat preaches that. I recognize that one. Uh, the Predwin. Predwin. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Deliverer. Deliverer. Yep. And the Kano family. The Kano. Yeah. Ray, you getting the Kano? Yeah, well, I wrote down Kasumi. Oh yeah, the well, the, the yeah that was the synth lady, yeah, or girl. Uh, bonus, what'd you guys guess? Twelve. I guess eighteen. Oh, Pat, was closest out of anyone. The twenty. I, I first wrote. I, I first wrote down sixteen. I said, no, nah, no, it's more than that, but I didn't go nearly high enough. I went. I just said because you got to count. You you got to count. Um, uh, you know, uh, mini nukes. You know, it's just there's just a lot of shit. Cannonballs. Yeah, yeah. And now, okay. And when you bring the junk jet into consideration, then everything <laughs> you just like. I, I think you have to discount that one because <laughs> yeah. that, that is not on the ammo tab. That is true. That I, is I think true. if it is on the ammo tab, then therefore, therefore. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Either we can... like working on like a like a complete loot crate here, you know. He's uh, he's just tearing through the competition. Yeah, what is that? Let's see. Um, Lee, row, right? I think Lee won the first week, and Michelle has won the last two. Maybe was it's just the third or the fourth? This is just this is just the third episode that we've. Oh, okay, we've had I was so thinking far. there was four for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, but, uh, guys, we, uh, we have a short, um, message from Victor that we could hear, or, uh, we're about an hour and 20 minutes into the show, so I don't know, do you guys have, a uh, any sort of side things you were, uh, wanting to get into for Nuka World, or we can listen to, uh, something from Victor, what do you guys think? I vote for Victor. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, well, uh, we'll check in and see what Victor is, uh getting into this is the continuing story of marla sherman who has just met the railroad and is off to meet one of their agents on a shakedown mission of sorts marla meets deacon near the overpass and is quickly involved in his little intrigues she has very little patience for this with her own background her experience with wannabe spies and secret agents has always been negative this is why she worked alone she thinks Dog is a far more congenial companion. However, Deacon is, if nothing else, earnest. He's clearly committed to his cause. And during the fight at the former railroad HQ, Marla begins to realize just how committed the members of the railroad are. Many of them died here. In this hostile and alien world, she thinks it feels right to have a cause that helps the survivors of the horrors her former employers helped bring to the world. She returns with Deacon and formally joins the railroad. During the days that follow, her job becomes ever more complex and dangerous. There are missions to rescue synths and secure safe houses, missions to place transceivers on rooftops and more. Nothing new to Marla. In fact, 
She begins to feel some of the old rhythm returning. Her senses become sharper. Her long rifle shots get more accurate. She finds she has some aptitude for enhancing and upgrading her weapons and armor. She even begins to feel less ill when she eats the food left lying around everywhere. Dog is a constant and loyal companion, and there is no need for anyone else. Marla's life before the war had little room for friends or lovers, and nothing much has changed. Hello everyone, this is Victor from the Facebook group. Marla is now at level 26 and approaching her ability to enter the Raiders' uh, Nuka world, but she has business to take care of before that. I just thought I'd talk a little bit about other parts of the role that influenced her. I didn't really mention these the last update. So in the role, uh, after her stats... Uh, she rolled dog meat as a follower. That's pretty clear from what I've said already. Spectacle Island is to be her home of choice, I guess. The railroad was rolled as a faction. Uh, the operators are supposed to be her rail, her raider faction. And as a lover, she rolled none, which is kind of perfect and really did help kind of flesh out and create the character of Marla. So her current stats etc at level 26 are still five at strength and she's now at armorer two and blacksmith of one i i'm not really fond of of the blacksmith perk but i will level it up more as we go along that's the one that i rolled at perception she is level eight still she's now taken two levels of rifleman along with her sniper of level of one the the second level of sniper is kind of I, I don't know. I mean, I, it seems kind of useless to me just to you know knock down your target, whatever. The third level is better, however, so it's worth going through. Uh, endurance, she's still at two with lead belly of one. Uh, Charisma is six now. She, uh, I felt that it would be best for Marla to take the lo local leader perk, so I uh, leveled up Charisma. I also took Black Widow uh, one, uh, and Lone Wanderer is still at one. Intelligence still at four, but now she's taken first level of medic, uh, along with the second level of gun nut, and she's at level three of hacker, which was her rolled perk. And uh, Pat, I gotta say, man, you're right. It gets better as you go higher up in hacker, and I'm actually getting, I won't say good at it, but I'm getting better at figuring out the puzzles. So uh, I'm actually having fun with it. So, you know, thank you for kind of indirectly pushing me, or actually directly pushing me into uh, just getting off my ass and, and getting down with Hacker. Um, Agility is still level 4, Gunslinger of 3, which was her rolled perk, and I took uh, the first level of Sneak. And Luck is still at 4, and I am now at, the Marla is now at the second level of Bloody Mess, which really is one of my favorite sort of fun uh, uh, perks. And so that's that's where we're at. So let's just continue a little bit with, with her story. The Red Rocket Station makes a wonderful base for Marla. Poor Sheffield is there, grateful, stalwart, hardworking, and several others have appeared. They're likely synths who heard of Marla and are looking for a place to live. On one of her return trips, the memory of the man in the balcony intrudes on her reveries and Marla enters the museum to help. The fight is good. That automatic forty-five rifle she bought from Cricket really saved the day when the Deathclaw attacked. 
Marla wasn't wearing the power armor. With the former residents of Quincy safely ensconced at Sanctuary Hills and some settlers traveling from there to Red Rocket and on to Oberlin Station, Marla sets out on a railroad mission to University Point. On the way, a radio signal from much further south attracts her attention because it calls for Vault-Tec assistance. Her pre-war involvement gives her at least a sense of responsibility to investigate another tough fight and some assistance given to the overseer. Perhaps Vault 88 will prove to be a worthwhile fortress someday, but for now, there are more important things to do. For Marla, University Point is a turning point. The story of the young girl who reminds her of herself and makes her miss her sister, finding what looks like Jack, uh, who is the young girl, Jack's corpse, the realization that the Institute represents everything that was wrong with Marla's past life, the specter of the man who came to town and killed everyone for nothing but dubious pieces of information, all the fights with raiders and the senseless slaughter. Killing the synths and clearing the place becomes a massacre as her anger and pain and sense of loss gel into a single purpose, end the Institute and free the Commonwealth from raiders. On one of the terminals, she reads about the Poseidon oil rig. No doubt, those who sheltered there while the rest of humanity suffered are behind this. And that's the end of this update for Marla Sherman, and I hope you enjoyed listening to that. I'm having a lot of fun with this, even though it's not on PC, it's on Xbox, but that's okay. Woo! I can live with it. So anyway, <laughs> thanks, folks. Thanks for listening. And again, thanks to Andrew and everybody else on the Fallout feed crew. I love listening to the podcast, and I'm looking forward to listening to this one, even though I'll skip over my stuff. Good night, everybody. Awesome. Always love hearing from Victor. Yeah, uh, great, great, to, great storyteller. Uh, great yeah. to hear from Marla Sherman. Yeah, he does uh, weave a brilliant tale. I love hearing yeah. from Victor. Yeah, no, he's really, uh, that this is, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's early, you know, it's, it's early compared to some of Victor's other masterpieces, but I think this one is really, he's, uh, he's really managed to, uh, to, to weave a lot of, uh, just disparate elements from all over the wasteland into, into this character backstory that I'm really looking to see where he, looking forward to seeing where he goes with, uh, with this one. And you've encouraged him to, uh, branch out his, his hacker ability. Yeah. Remember that was where you're talking about yeah. how, uh, it's actually, you know, some for some, for some for me, it's this way. I think Michelle said the same. Thing. Like the, the lo- the harder, the higher levels are easier because the words are longer and, and it's sort of easier to spot yeah. the patterns. Um, you know, it's it's well, it's easier to eliminate failing patterns. I guess would be the way to say it with those yeah. longer words. I'm not sure but, what the problem is, Pat, but I used to be wonderful at hacking. I cannot do it for the life of me now. Even when I have like four letters on on uh, on a high level terminal, I'm just no, like, no. Uh, what, what is your character's in- character's intelligence? My character's intelligence. Actually, I have that here. Let me see. Um, right now, I have an intelligence of six, but that's due to some clothing. So probably really like four, maybe five. No, but the, 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 the number, the fact of the number, cause that's one thing where um, it's one of the few times where it kind of comes in directly into play like that in a way you can yeah. you know, obviously see if you have higher intelligence, you don't have as many, you have fewer words. 
So like you can oh. you can have like a minimum intelligence, so like three or whatever it is, and have max hacker. But you have, get you'll get more words on the screen than if you have intelligence ten. Nice. I have hacker. Th- I have the third level of hacker. So that's not too bad, but that's uh that might be worth looking into boosting up my yeah, intelligence yeah. a little bit. To, uh, I actually I'm I'm investing. You know I I have a lot of my perks that I was assigned covered pretty well. Um, so I've been trying to dump my extras into uh, perception and agility. I find to be the most useful in battle usually. Uh, so I've been trying to do perception and agility. Uh, well, because I use a lot of vats. Um. But my luck is three. I don't know. But I I have lots of clothing with with boosters on it here. I've got my perception is up to fifteen with my wow. clothing and stuff. I, I have it. Now, I have it to, as a practical matter that is hardly doing you anything better than ten. So if you no, if you have yeah. other clothing choices that that boost something else, you know you're not going to give up. You're not going to lose much taking your perception I, I, down to I, you know, ten or something. You know? I didn't even notice it was that high. I was just writing down my stats for the show today. I was like, oh geez, fifteen. What well, am I well, doing? Uh, let's see. Well rested gives you agility. I think is higher. I don't know if there's any. I don't know if there's any like temporary effect that boosts perception. I mean, clothes definitely. Yeah. And certain drugs. Yeah. Uh, you're not and, taking Mentats. Right? And and Pat, Pat, I sat down and I really just hammered it home and I got the outfit switcher figured out. Oh yay! You love it. It's really nice. I like it that. Is, is. Ray, do you use the outfit switcher? Yeah, it's handy. Yeah. Beautiful. What 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 sort of outfit builds do you use? Um, I have my armor. My uh, charisma and my intelligence. Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm really being like super super anal about it, yeah, I'll, do, I'll I'll switch the intelligence gear right before I turn in a quest. Yeah, like, that's. Cool. I was gonna say, yeah. and what's intelligence for? It's just a turning in quest and stuff, or or hacking. But it would help you. Like it would it actually help you for hacking, you know, because yeah. of that. What we were just talking about. So what's my intelligence clothing? I assume a lab coat. Um, are there some glasses or something? The hat. The the Ushanka hat. There's um there's there's some armor piece there like so I've got I I I, I have I'm not in, you know I'm obviously not at home I don't have Xbox fired up but yeah. I've got like I think I think I've got four armor pieces or three armor pieces and clothing like I've got I've got four articles of clothing between armor and, and other stuff that are boosting stats uh-huh. so you know, I'm I'm picking up like eight to different stats from those different clothes so there's a, there's a lot of choices yeah nice. Like the what is it? Um, the green, the green boots. Green. It, it's it's a it's a white shirt, green pants, and combat boots or something. That I think is charisma and endurance. It's, it's like plus one to two different stats, which is really nice. And there's some military fatigue or whatever. So, um, and you know, a few different glasses and everything else. So yeah, it's 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 a. Yeah, it, yeah that, it's 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 really easy. You know, once once you get it set up, the other outfit switcher is, is is really easy. I just yeah, I need to go back through my inventory and see if I have all three of those pieces. I don't know if I've run into lab coats yet. Hmm. So I'm trying to think where you can get. Obviously, institute. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't uh, been there yet. I'm not. I just I just killed I just killed Kellogg. What's that? Are you using Armor Smith Extended? I am not. I'm only using Unified Clothing Cause Overhaul. I, I, yeah, because I, I don't remember because Armor Smith, you know, has a lot of you know, it's a base mod. A lot of mods build on top of. Yeah. Armor Smith, or whether it's one of the add-on mods that sits on top of it, I've mm-hmm. got a I've got a mod that has 
that I have a clothing workbench. Hmm. Clothing. Um, I'm actually not. I'm actually not using that in my round table, but I have it on my on my. Let's see. Is it available? On, I can't remember if it's available on Xbox. I'm using, I'm using it on a PC, and it, it actually it's really nice because you like if you if you want a particular article of clothing, you can you can just make it. Did um, you, sometimes did there's requirements. It depends on what what it is, but but it, that's nice. Like if you really want that set of military fatigues, or you want the Adam Katz jacket for the two yeah. buck or whatever, you can just go make it. The, the summer shorts and uh, faded visor combo always a nice uh... <laughs> nice a classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my favorite. Um, Fallout OTR uh, assignment. Do you remember that one when you had yeah. to take a picture of your character in the in, in the what was it? You had to be in the glowing sea, and in uh, in the faded visor and shorts combo or something. That's, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, I miss that show. Yeah, that show should come back. Yeah. Um. So Ray, do you have any um? Closing thoughts on Nuka World for this week? Uh, no, I'm just looking forward to you know digging in and and finding all the uh, interesting stuff there since I haven't seen it all. Yeah. It, uh, have you ventured you know, out at all? Of, have you Have you looked at the at the different areas of the park, or are you just stand still until the the quest? Yeah. No, I shot uh, as soon as I um, finished up. Uh, with the ambitious plan, um, I left the park so that I could go do the uh, the tales. Oh yeah, and so uh, I haven't been back. I've done one of the tales quests, and I'm saving the other one until right before we go. I I always forget stuff. I always remember a lot better if I uh, play it right before we go on podcast. Uh, but speaking of that, hey Pat, did you have any closing thoughts for uh, no, Nuka World? No, this has uh, been, uh, been a good catch up. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, great. Walk, walking through everything here from here from the uh, the King of the Bunker Hill and nice, yeah. Victor and Keith, everybody, I love 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 all the uh, the feedback. And I'm still, by the way, I guess the one thing I do have one small. I'm still waiting for somebody to write in or give us a voicemail and tell me why Basher should even exist as a perk. And I have yet to. Nobody has met that challenge yet. So. <laughs> that, yeah, that is it. I've tried it. If, uh, it's one of my assigned perks. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I tried it a few times and, you know, at the very beginning it worked okay. Um, you know, cause everything was pretty simple, but uh, you know, as soon as you start collecting um, throwables, it, it becomes more of a danger to you yeah. than it does a help. Yeah. yeah. So, I so mean, fortunately could, my guy's got uh you know, super high strength and endurance. So yeah. if I do drop a hand grenade at my feet, it's not going to yeah. kill me. I hope that Victor chimes in on this because he and I were having this conversation about Basher and he was saying, I don't like that. You can't remap the grenade button and Basher button to be the same, you know, or to be different buttons. Cause he says yeah, it, it becomes problematic. I believe, on, I believe on PC <laughs> there is a mod for that. I think. Oh, there better be. Oh, geez. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't know of one for uh, X. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what you do on Xbox if you do the. What's the? Uh, I, 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 my muscle memory's failing me. I can't remember what's the other shoulder button. Uh, uh, was that? You got? Is that bats? I whatever shit it doesn't matter. Anyway, no. yeah, it's, it's hard. You'd have to. You'd have to to remap on Xbox. You'd have to lose another control. Um, even if there is a mod for that. Um. 
Yeah. So uh, I mean, the Raiders use it, you know, quite effectively. You know, if you if you have one get close to you, they'll typically bash you and and uh, stagger you. Um, but it's just too hard to do. And it, and it <laughs> usually if I'm that close to him, I've got uh, the Chinese sword or the uh, Adam's judgment, and I'm whacking him in the head. So yeah. You love that melee stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've yeah, been so, using... So, so if, if, now, if anybody can convince me that Bashers would probably be Victor, but if I, if I if nobody writes in by the end of the round table and oh, explains I, why Bashers is good, I'm going to declare victory on this one. I, I, don't think Victor, <laughs> I don't think Victor will defend Basher. I, I, I think he was also confused by it. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm I'm not particularly looking forward to Vans. There was, but um, at least I do have a plan for that one because I yeah you get that ex- that extra perception. Point. The extra perception yeah. is, is great. Makes it not completely suck. Yeah, that's great. Great. I'm not. Well, and and I, I forget somebody. Well, somebody, I could have just um, put it two points into perception. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But would you get your perception to twelve this way, right? If you if you want to. Well, <laughs> that's not going to happen for me. My perception's <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so so somebody I forget, I think Observant it was I can't remember if it was a Facebook group, group or somebody on the on the show, but somebody did mention that they had used bands uh, on one of the uh, I, I forget what this what the other person said, but I use it on um, uh, when you when you do Tom's the Mila, Mila quests yeah. and and you you get those pointers and they're they're always outdoors. Yeah. So the pointers are not necessarily like actually the shortest way because you might be standing underneath them and it'll point yes. straight up. Yes. But that doesn't tell you. So I, I actually used bands on one of those with another character, and it actually was helpful in that circumstance because it would tell you how to how to snake around to, to get to. So it, there there are a few limited places where yeah. it could be helpful, but but I agree it's not it's not worth it's not worth. It's not worth the, the, the place that would be particularly helpful would be uh, for Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this phenomenon, Pat, I've experienced in another video game. For Sega Genesis, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, you get a monkey on your shoulders to tell you where to go to the end of you know to the end of the level. <laughs> but sometimes the direction he is pointing, that's that's just towards the exit. That's not necessarily which stairwell you want to take up. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's it's the same exact scenario. Am I wrong? Is it Bubbles the Chimp? Is it it Bubbles? It's it's Bubbles. (laughs) Yes. On that note, (laughs) he's a proud of proud of our Hoosier heritage, Michael Jackson. Gary, Indiana. (laughs) Oh goodness! All right, uh, Ray. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's my pleasure. It's been a pleasure uh, podcasting with you this evening, uh, being our play-along participant for this batch of shows. Uh, Speaking of this batch of shows, we will continue on next show, which will be, what, the 11th of May, probably. Uh, We will go over Radio Distress Call, but what is that that Tales Quest? What is that actually called, Pat, once it kicks off? It's not called Radio Distress Call. You listen to a Radio Distress Call, and you get the location of that cave, Belcher's Cave. Yeah. What is the quest called when it actually kicks off, though? Radio Raiders. Radio Raiders. Okay. 
because I when I was looking for radio distress I, call, I, I that didn't was even not notice at the time. So yeah, good. that was not popping up in my my quest log. So um, it, don't do what I did. Don't uh-oh. go in and kill them all. Oh nope, that's probably not a good thing to do. <laughs> did, were you able to reload? You can. Yeah, you just don't that, get any more that's quests. That's a thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's totally done. a thing you can do. I've done it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then you'll kill Kyle. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What is Show it? Kyle uh, my name is Bad X. My name it's is like Bad X, only bad. This is like Rad X, only bad. Yeah, that's awesome. Shout out to the group member Kyle. He's a voice actor for this uh, mod, Tales of and the a Commonwealth. far better one than I. Yeah, he's a great. He does a really good job. Uh, but also, we'll be checking in with the quest like a good neighbor. So those are our two Tales of the Commonwealth quests that we'll be going over next week. If we have any more time, we will go over a few more uh, audio feedbacks from people. Uh, we've got uh, a couple from Jeremy that we've received, and also Ray, you send an audio feedback from uh, your experiences from uh, the first batch of quests that we still need to get into. Uh, but if you guys would like to start sending in your feedback for the session two quests, that would be open season and ambitious plan, radio distress call, and like a good neighbor. Go ahead and start sending those into the fallout feed at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us at the fallout feed on Twitter, uh, twitch.tv slash ASA podcasting. Um, anything else, Pat, that I'm forgetting? I think that's it. And if we did forget it, it's in the show notes and on the website. Yeah. Website, asapodcasting.com. There you go. That's something I forgot. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so let me uh, get the outro queued up here. Sorry. And on that note, uh, for Pat and Ray, uh, Dennis was here a little bit earlier, so I'll, I'll include him too uh, for Dennis. I am Andrew, and I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this edition of the Fallout Roundtable, and we will see you in the wasteland. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. If you are interested in doing a play-along character with us, the show can be contacted by emailing falloutroundtable at gmail.com. For the roundtable schedule our Amazon link, and all other show information, please head on over to asapodcasting.com, where you will find the Fallout feed, a Skyrimatic podcast, our YouTube channel, the Chatterbox, as well as other content. Once again, thank you for downloading, and we'll see you in the wasteland. Dance is such a dick. Hey everybody, this is uh, Andrew, and I thought that we'd already go ahead and just continue on this super long show that's already happening. We've got some uh, audio feedback that people have been sending in. Thank you guys for that. So we'll go ahead and uh, keep working with some audio feedback right now. Uh, Let's see, Ray, who was just on the show, before we get too far into the session two uh, quest, I wanted to make sure that we got the session one feedback stuff taken care of here. So we we got some from Ray, we got some from Paul, and some from Jeremy that we'll go over here for the next uh, half hour. So sorry if that makes this super long episode already super longer. But uh, I felt that it's important to hear from our um, super awesome play-along feedback people. So we'll go ahead and uh, do that. Uh, I've got Paul pulled up here, so we'll just go ahead and check in with Paul. Uh, if we remember right, Paul checked in last time, so we'll continue on with his story uh, as he's going over to Nuka World. So let's check in with Paul. My 
character was the high charisma, low agility build with the United Companion framework. When we left off last time, I had just found Birdie at Forest Marsh. I'm going to be bringing McCready along, so I also had to get Kate. We have to have the two companions who love Nickel World along for the ride. I took the gang down to the combat zone, and we shot the place up and got Kate. And uh, she joined Audrey, Birdie, McCready, Dogmeat, and me for the road trip. But first, we needed another good pistol, so we went up wandering up to University Point Credit Union and cracked open the safe to get limitless potential. Then we went back to Sanctuary to get our supplies ready for the road trip. Off to the Transit Center for a Thanksgiving weekend in Nuka World. When Harvey wouldn't take any of my stim packs, we shot him in the head. Then it was on the train. Upon arrival, the six of us got off, and I tricked Dog Meat into going into the first turret room ahead of me. He distracted the turrets, and I was able to take him out with a 10mm Glock pistol. I slowly picked my way through the trip lines and was able to make it all the way up to the walkway just before the alien turret before setting anything off. Not bad for an agility one character. From then on, I just used grenades and pistol shots and set up all, all the traps off as soon as I got to them. I had the turret hack magazine, so we just walked to the monkey room by setting our group to allied in the terminal just ahead of the monkey room. When you have five gunmen, you can kill just about everybody walking on that chicken wire roof. And Dogmeat rushed ahead and tripped all the the hand grenade, and uh, I guess he uh, wanted to pay back for the first room, and, and uh, he really hit that turret hard. A little water and uh, 15 10, 10 millimeter shots later, Coulter was dead, and I was the new boss. After the meet and greet, we added Porter Gage to the gang, so we're back up to seven in our little group, and we wandered off to explore the edges of the map. I had to get to the Shovel Museum and the abandoned structures out on the east side of the map just to see what was out there. Our seven also had help from uh, various raider gangs at the various set, set pieces out there. We found a very poor set of T-51 armor at the Morton residence. I let Kate run around in that. We headed east to uh, Bradburton and stumbled across Rachel's body and the tape she left for someone. Then it was getting dark, and we made a beeline for the bottling plant to mark it on the map and fast traveled back to the Fizztop Grill. Next day, we headed out to the southern edge of the map, and I found some dead settlers uh, attacked by flying ants. We went on west to Evans' home and followed the ring road around to the Hobologist camp. I love having a high charisma character build because I was able to talk uh, Dara Hubble into giving up 350 caps for five spacesuits. Now all I got to do is find the spacesuits. We went off to off the road to the west to the Grandchester Mystery Mansion, another place full of traps. We bullied our way through most of the traps and uh, killed the evil gunner from uh, McCready's own running mates. Funny that McCready didn't know him. Then we went up to the attic, found a magazine, and saw a ghost. So far on this road trip, Kate has told me her life story. McCready wants me to get a cure for his kid. Bertie needs to make, see a doctor about his problems. Gage apologized for setting me up. 
I'm just glad that Audrey and the dog are not bugging me about anything. Maybe this is why I go it alone normally, and because nobody is dumping their problems on me. We went northeast toward the junkyard. My goal was to explore the power plant before dark. Chip, one of the slaves back in the marketplace, had said that Calder had a plan to turn it on, and I wanted to check it out. We found a magazine at the junkyard, but not much else. We made the front door of the power plant just about sunset. We wandered all over that plant, but only found feral ghouls, a very, very locked door, and a set of X01 power armor. The first X01 of the game for me. It was about sunrise, so we had to head on home. On our way back, we saw a convoy stopped on the road, so we wandered off in that direction. There was another set of X01 there, so we have three sets of power armor so far. I have another three sets of T45 back in Sanctuary, so it occurred to me, it occurred to me that maybe we should uh, hit everybody out in power armor for the fun of it. Hey, we're supposed to do something different, right? Well, we dropped off the power armor at the Fizztop Grill. We took Birdie to see uh, Naya for his medical appointment. She, was, she has taken over the farmer's market on the west side of Boston. It's about equal distance from Hangman's Alley and Vault 81, near a nasty spawn point. Haya said that uh, Bertie needed emergency hug therapy at the Washington Retirement Home. It was a good thing that I went to University Point to get that limitless potential because Tales from the Commonwealth planted the Washington Retirement Home near there. Never played with birdies before. Who knew this would happen? What do you know? We happened to arrive at the peak of the presidential campaign season. Candidates Washington and Kennedy were throwing muds, mud at each other. That's when Kennedy pointed out that Birdie was also on the ballot as a third-party candidate. Birdie was as confused about this as me, so after some to and fro, we went off to see Piper to get the, an interview for the throw the newspaper and cap off the campaign. Then we went back to the retirement home for the final vote. Well, Bertie will be the next president in three years. That's what they said. He will have to travel to the Capitol Wasteland and be, and be installed in office then. So we'll have time to finish Nuka World, I guess. This was an unexpected turn of events. I'm not the most important person of the game after all. It's Bertie. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much for checking in again, Paul. Always lovely to hear from you. Uh, that's awesome. Again, you know, I'm a big fan of followers, and I try to gather as many as I can in the game that that will allow you. There's some what I call quest followers, and um, you know, the Travis the DJ. Uh, also, um, during the um, Covenant quest, uh, there's a guy. God, I can't remember his name. Um, Handsome Dan or whatever his name is. You, he will follow you for a time. He's not nearly as solid as Travis. But Handsome Dan or not Handsome Dan. That's from Wayne's World 2. Honest Dan. Is it Honest Dan? I can't believe I just called him Handsome Dan. Yeah, that's totally a Wayne's World 2 reference out there for all of you uh, comedy fans. Um, but yeah, that's great. Uh, thanks again, Paul. Uh, that's great that you have so many people. Seven people in your group is fucking amazing. I'd love to have them all in power armor as well. And uh, have you ever figured out how to get people clothes on dog meat? Because I think dog meat needs to be able to wear hats too. Um, 
and there's some shirts that he might look snazzy in. So that, that's great. You're you're running around all over the place in Nuka World. I love that you're already exploring outside of the park. I haven't done that at all yet. I haven't gone up to the gas station. I haven't gone to the Hubologist camp. I haven't gone to Bradburton. Is that how we're pronouncing? Is that how? It, I haven't actually heard it said out loud. Bradburton. Um, but the Hubologist camp, if I remember right, uh, from previous playthroughs, they have that like a little UFO. And all that, and oh yeah, you got the five spacesuits. Uh, you go to the Grandchester Mystery Mansion with McCready, who you say he should recognize uh, his old, you know, ne- not nemesis, but like who's leaving. You know, why doesn't he know him? I don't know. That's interesting that you brought McCready along, and I don't really know much about McCready. I'm sure that I got his perk at some point, but I didn't. I don't know about his curing the kid and stuff. Maybe I've just forgotten his. His story, but that's awesome. I'll have to get McCready back out and uh, go go take him on a test run. I have to be careful with my followers though in this playthrough because I'm I've got a bug where I can't assign anyone to anything. So if I take them as a follower, they're following me just fine. But when I dismiss them, I tell them to go to Red Rocket, but they don't go there. I think they're ending up just back at their original point of origin, which is where I found Nick when I wanted to continue on the main story the other day. So I'm glad that I could find Nick easily enough and it didn't bug out my main quest. But if I wanted to go find Strong, would he be back at Trinity Tower? What do you think? He he wouldn't be with Rex over at the radio station, right? I mean, where the hell is Strong going to go? I told him to go to Red Rocket, but since that shit is bugged... No one's paying attention to my commands. So I don't know where Strong is. I don't know where... Uh, there's a couple other followers that I've noticed. I, I sent to uh, Sanctuary or Red Rocket, but none of them are showing up there. Uh, Deacon actually is at Sanctuary, but that's because I did all my railroad stuff before all the bugs started hitting. So Deacon is hanging out over there, but I can't command him further. He won't, he won't you know, go elsewhere. He'll follow me if I want him to. And that'll dismiss my other follower who I have. Uh, usually I'm taking Preston because Preston, uh, again, I got him assigned to be stationed at the Red Rocket before all my bugs started hitting. So he goes home really well. I always know where Preston ends up. And I'm loving uh, doing Preston, this anti-raider playthrough, get all the Minutemen on my side, using the uh, the flare guns and the mil- the uh, the artillery cannons it's it's just a lovely experience i highly encourage the artillery cannons if any of you out there have not used them yet all right so gosh waxing waxing uh paul thank you so much for your feedback let's get to a little more feedback um we'll check in with ray last because uh you know we love Ray, and he was just on the episode. So we want to see what Ray's get into before we get too deep into our session two quests. But uh, before we hop into Ray, we'll go ahead and check in with Jeremy. Jeremy actually sent in two. So we'll listen to uh, uh, two back-to-back from Jeremy. So uh, thank you, Jeremy, so much for writing in. Uh, we encourage everyone to uh, send in your audio feedback. Again, you know, the uh, the five to ten minute range is always perfect for our purposes, and we love hearing from everyone. Um, you know, on your phone, the voice memo app is just fine, or if you have the capabilities of hopping on your computer and producing a nice little, uh, you know, audio segment on your on your computer and garage band or audacity or whatever that is uh just great but again your your phone is just fine for our purposes you slap on a a gaming headset plug a plug the headphones into you know into your phone and 
let us know your thoughts on your character. Do your fresh random roll. Hello, Roundtable. This is Jeremy McDaniel uh, from the greater Boston area. I know there's another Jeremy here. I'm new to the Roundtable. This is for Season 3. I'll be sharing my character, Michelle Briggs, and her journey through the wasteland. Start with the character bio. Michelle Briggs was raised in the Midwest and came to the city of Boston in 2074. She was 24 years old, with her whole life ahead of her. In her early years in Boston, she met a long-haired, handsome man named Nate, who swept her off her feet, and the two quickly fell in love. In early February of 2077, Michelle and Nate's love manifested itself in their first son, Sean. It looked as if she were on her way to happily ever after, but fate had alternative plans in mind. In the prior month to Sean's birth, the nation had inaugurated a questionable leader. His radical cultural views and nationalistic foreign diplomacy brought the globe into a new nuclear arms race, one unprecedented since the Cold War of the century before. By the fall, the global conflict had reached ahead. Then it came. The infamous day on October 23, 2077, the bombs dropped. Welcome to Fallout. The shelter provided by vault wasn't all it was advertised. In the chaos of it all, Michelle wasn't able to process the clear warning signs that something was up. Nate holding Sean and Michelle were corralled into what Michelle later found out to be cryogenic freezing pods, and she was quickly put into a stasis. In her stasis, as if in a horrible nightmare, Michelle woke, trapped in her pod, to witness a gruff man <clears throat> shoot her beloved Nate in the head and kidnap her baby's son, Sean. And as quickly as she woke, Michelle succumbed again to the pod's stasis. And then, gasp, <gasps> she awoke. The nightmare was no dream. The reality of it all began to rush through Michelle as she stumbled out of her pod toward her deceased love, she was filled with confusion and immense sorrow, but knew she couldn't stick around. There was much left to be answered. Michelle quickly escaped the vault and headed to Sanctuary Hills, her old home, to find what was left of the world. Sanctuary Hills was in shambles. The one bright spot for Michelle was, by some miracle, her Mr. Handy Robot, Codsworth, had survived the blast. Although visibly shaken, Codsworth was delighted to see his owner, Michelle, and brought her up to speed. <clears throat> Pardon. Turns out Michelle had been frozen for 210 years, making the current year 2,287. This changed things immensely for Michelle. She initially thought there was hope to find Sean, but there was no way he could have survived this new world, and on top of that lived to be that old, although she didn't know when she had awoken in her pod. Michelle knew that all that she loved was gone, but her will to, f to survive was not depleted. She knew there must be other survivors, so by Codsworth's suggestion, she headed south to Concord to see what life still re remained in this damned fallout. Traversing the wasteland, Michelle quickly learned this was a much different world. The weather was harsh and the wildlife wretched and deformed. On the road from Sanctuary Hills to Concord, Michelle came upon an abandoned Red Rocket gas station where she met a friendly stray dog. Her furry friend accompanied her all the way to Concord, where they came upon a firefight. Raiders were laying siege on a vulnerable group of settlers. Michelle, in this new world, not being faint in heart, sprang into action. Oh, pardon. That's a burp. <laughs> Having a little McDonald's while I'm reading this. Uh, 
with uh, her handy 10 millimeter pistol and Pip Boy she found in the vault, she cleared out the Raiders gang and saved the trap settlers. Once the dust had settled and last the last of the Raiders had retreated, Michelle got to talking to the newly rescued caravan. They were the last remnants of the Minutemen, Minutemen, a civic justice vigilante group that served the wasteland. Uh, the massacre in Quincy had depleted their ranks, and by the guidance of the sight-seeing jet addict named Mama Murphy, they sought asylum in Sanctuary Hills. Mama Murphy told Michelle that the dog was named Dogmeat and that her son, Sean, was still out there. Michelle could see the dogmeat thing, but she knew that Mama Murphy was a bullshit artist when it, she mentioned Sean. Michelle had too much sense in even this new and confusing reality. Uh, she had too much sense in this new and confusing reality to believe she would ever see Sean again. Michelle decided to head back to the Red Rocket truck stop and fix the place up a bit and finally get some rest and let all of this settle in, even if just for a moment, uh, just a brief period of, of ease. I read that wrong. Uh, when she woke, and uh, she headed to Sanctuary Hills to see if Preston Garvey and Mama Murphy and the Minutemen had made it safely, and they had. Michelle really sympathized with the Minutemen's creed to defend liberty and justice at a minute's notice, and she knew the pain of being in need and the urgency needed to respond quickly. She decided she wanted to get involved. Um, and from here, uh, this is kind of where I began to frame my character a little more, and you know, she she doesn't believe that Sean's still out there, but she still wants to fight to survive and, and find some, some sort of home again in this wasteland. Uh, and she sees that opportunity in the Minutemen. And uh, so as of now, uh, I'm, I am planning to play out some of those Minutemen quests. I'll get into her um, character role, actually, now. Uh <clears throat> See, her name is Michelle Briggs. I did use the character generated or generator, uh, or the gener uh, character roller, sorry. Uh, her name is Michelle Briggs. She's a female. I guess that's apparently like every other person in this roundtable. It seems like there's a lot of females. My follower is X688. I don't know who that is. Um, my settlement is Grey Garden. I have not ever been there. Uh, my romance is Piper. So, I believe Piper is a female, so that'll be interesting, a, a, a female romance. Uh, Commonwealth faction is Railroad, Raider faction is Commonwealth. My, and with the Railroad, I do, I said I will play, play, plan to play with the Minutemen, but I will do some, uh, I will concentrate on the Railroad once I meet them. Uh, she was rolled a 4 in Strength, a 6 in Perception, a 4 in Endurance, a 2 in Charisma, 6 in Intelligence, 2 in Agility, 4 in Luck. And with those came the perks of Heavy Gunner, Demolitions Expert, Lead Belly, Cap Collector, Robotics Expert, Sneak, and Better Criticals. And her companion perk is Shield Harmonics. Mm. Let's see. Um, so I've been... Uh, going around, I've been doing some of the Minutemen quests. I, you know, went to Ten Buff, Ten Bluff, Ten Pines Bluff. Sorry. And Lord, I'm so I'm burping so much. I apologize. I probably will have to redo this. Um, went to Ten Pines Bluff. I, uh, cleared that out. Went back to Preston. He sent me to go put up a beacon at uh, Sunshine Hills Tidings. On the way there, I ran into the Abernathy Farm. 
met them. Uh, I have to go find a locket for them. I really liked uh, Sunshine Tidings, the Mr. Groovy uh, robot, or Mr. Feelgood, I think it was. That was pretty funny. Um, went to Oberlin Station to help them. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's mostly it. I think right now I really need to try and, uh, and I'm just leveling up. I'm at level 10 now. I spent some perk points and added two to charisma. I really want to try and uh, get that local leader. I've been kind of building a little bit in each settlement. I've been finding that fun. Uh, I had played Fallout 4 a little bit before this, um, but I had never played through a full quest line and I never got into the settlements. So my earlier experience was very limited, and I, I really want to do some of that settlement building. I really enjoy that, and I, I have the snap build mod as well I've been kind of playing with. I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I've added also a point to agility, and I think I did that so I got the sneak perk as well, one in sneak perk. I did one in lead belly. Uh, I've really enjoyed that. I think that's coming handy already just because uh, I've been getting my ass kicked in the wasteland, and and have been running low on stem packs, so I've been able to eat a lot of uh, irradiated food, um, you know, without getting too many rads. Uh, so I really like Lead Belly. Um, and I also got one in Demo Expert, uh, one of my assigned perks. Uh, rank 1 there, and I've been trying really hard to use all my Molotovs and Frag Grenades. I've really enjoyed that. It's uh, I was at the Corvega plant, and I was throwing Molotov cocktails up onto the the huge uh, walkways on those towers up on the roof, and uh, it just feels so awesome to, to get that long throw, that long chuck, and just see it fly, and then just then burn up. I uh, love it. So I'm really enjoying the demo demo perk. I ran in also into a, a pack of uh, Yaogawai. I think they're like little bears, like crazy bears, and the first one I came up to was a stunted one, and he took it took two Molotovs and a frag, and I barely got him right as he was charging at me. It scared the shit out of me. Um, I also unlocked one in Gunnut and one in Locksmith, um, and I did those because I, I kept coming up on locks or safes that I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, get to, and that frustrated me, so I, I you know, I want to get all the goodies, and so I decided to spend a few there, spend one there, um, also Gunnut I did for turrets and turret building and settlements to get the heavier turret, uh, also, when I found Grey Garden, that's my assigned my assigned place, but I went in there and there was all these locked doors. I think one was master and just one said it was inaccessible. And uh, it didn't let me... I don't know if I need a quest to get that as a, a settlement or whatnot, but it didn't really you know, identify it as a settlement, even though I discovered it. So I'm thinking maybe I need to get my locksmith up so I can get in those doors maybe to unlock it. I'm not positive. Um... <clears throat> I'm just kind of rambling here, looking at my notes. I added one in luck. I'm working to get uh, that better critical that I'm assigned. I think it's... I'm currently at a luck of five now that I've added one, and I think it's six to get that perk. Um, so, Michelle, I'm kind of also playing her. Um, you know, she, she doesn't have a background in battle or war. She's just trying to grab any gun that can work with the most power. Um, you know, she's just a, she was a typical civilian before the blast, and so this new wasteland's really testing her abilities, uh, when it comes to combat, so I think the sneak perk, uh, has been helping with that, trying to, you know, get around things, 
but uh, I've decided I won't start, I'm not going to start working on that um, heavy gunner perk until I find a nice heavy gun. Currently I've, I haven't really found any awesome, awesome weapons yet. I've just been kind of working with different pipe pistols and rifles I'm finding and a uh, laser pistol and just, you know, whatever I got, um, just to get by. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, I think my plan is, I, I'm, I'm trying to level up more so I can get to Nuka World, Nuka World and actually handle it. So I probably won't get to those quests on time for the first episode, but I plan to try and do the Tails quests as soon as possible. And, uh, I think I just need to kind of get into Diamond City in that area to kind of initiate those things. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if I'm going to just run upon them. I've been hearing in some of the other feedbacks that, you know, it seems like they're pretty easy to come upon these things, and uh, hopefully just through my explorations I will run into it. It could, you know, if you have any suggestions on how to how to find those quicker, that'd be great. If I haven't already done it by the time I hear your feedback. Uh, one last question I guess uh, I'd like to ask you guys is, uh, because I am getting into the settlement building, building, I'm I'm noticing, you know, I, I want to go back and, um, you know, I noticed I didn't have food at one place, and I uh, I went there to plant food, but I realized I didn't have any food to plant, and uh, you know, I went to another place where I needed defenses, but I couldn't put up turrets because I didn't have oil or something like that. And so I'm I'm curious, is are there key objects in the in the wasteland that you guys know, like, oh, this is a great one. Whenever I see, like, this typewriter always has, like, key parts that I always need. I'm kind of guessing more or less maybe it's just, just grab everything, uh, you know, besides steel and wood. Things that are steel and wood, I assume those are pretty easy to find. And maybe I don't need to pack up on those so much. But uh, any feedback on, like, uh, tips or tricks on, you know, things to save for settlements, that'd be helpful. Um, really loving, loving the the... Round table season so far. Uh, love this new format and and uh, excited to get into these quests. Actually, now that I've I've got my character established, um, I think I'm just kind of rambling at this point. So I'll cut it off there and uh, see you guys in the wasteland. Thank you, Jeremy, for the wonderful feedback. And uh, at the risk of making the show just super duper long, we'll uh, check in with. Ray and part two of Jeremy's feedback on a future episode. So thanks everyone for hanging out for an extra, extra long episode of the Fallout feed. We appreciate all the support very much. Uh, support all the shows because all the proceeds, um, if you click through our Amazon link, uh, will go directly to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and it is Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month. Uh, so we do appreciate any support that you can do if you're doing your shopping for Mother's Day or something like that. Uh, just click through our Amazon link and uh, you'll know the proceeds will go to a good cause. Uh, thank you so much for your support and uh, check out ASAPodcasting.com for information on all our great shows, especially the new one, uh, ASA Mod Talk, uh, featuring Victor's mod suggestions. So thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in and uh, we'll see you in the wasteland. Bye bye.